Here's tomorrow. Oh, man, the House of Cards has fallen. It's fantastic. How you doing? It is 6.09 on this Thursday, October 26th. It's your morning ritual. With me, Gary Lewis, KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Oh, wow, is it just like, it is all on and on and on and on. This is crazy stuff what's going on. Crazy stuff. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one. The Department of Justice has lifted the gag order, letting that FBI informant that knows what Russia was doing to bribe the Clintons to get the uranium deal done. They said, you can now speak. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. Uh Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Second thing that I think you need to know, it's continuing. There was a complaint filed to the Federal Elections Commission saying that Hillary and the DNC broke campaign finance law by not disclosing they spent money for that fake dossier that they call opposition research. You want to know what? What did they do? Okay, this is what they did. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? This is what they did. Instead of saying it was opposition research would have been just fine, they tried to hide it. They called it legal fees because it's almost like they money laundered it was hillary's campaign and the dnc paying this law firm to go do it as if the dnc can't do their own opposition research yeah they do they tried to hide it uh oh 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 yeah 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 and i'm sure there's a lot of other stuff going on is my prep really did it come out to four pages yeah you I do a lot of work. I, this is so sad. Whatever. At the same time, it's it's fantastic. Copy and pasting so uh, hard. Third thing I think you need <laughs> to know, I know, Paul Ryan, that sleazeball, uh, telling people behind closed doors, and of course it got out, he was slipping in a DACA amnesty deal in the spending bill. Are you kidding me? Dude, Trump better light that on fire right in front of him. You want me to sign this, Paul? Lighter. Now. That's what I think of that. Or he could go like what they did in Major League, the manager, when he's like, I will not do any calisthenics, no sit-ups. And he gives he gives the, Corbin Burns' character, gives the contract to his manager, Lou, mm-hmm. and he looks at him, he, Lou throws it on the ground, unzips, and starts peeing on it. Mm-hmm. If Trump did that, I'd respect it. So yeah, Paul Ryan going for the DACA amnesty as if we wouldn't know what actually happened. That's why guys like Flake and them, that's why they need to be got, got, drain the swamp. Paul stinking Ryan. Get the hell out of here. That's business as usual, though. Yeah, and we all know you're right. that. You're right. You're right. And, and it's, it's not su- happening anymore. It sucks. It sucks. Three things I think you need to know. Now, uh, there's other like breaking news that is happening as well, by the way. And we'll get to the, the Hillary stuff. But now, look, you have the Bill O'Reilly's out there. I, I get it, right? But these sexual harassment claims, you have all these women coming forward, even men in Hollywood, they've been harassed, assaulted, raped, this, that, horrible stuff. Ashley Judd told ABC News she described to them how Harvey Weinstein cornered her in a hotel room under the guise of a business meeting. She's probably in a robe. Who knows? You know, all this stuff is happening, right? Uh, and then we find out Mark Halperin. And by the way, again, you have O'Reilly there. I don't want to say it's all, I don't want to make it all politics like that, but 
the party that's out there that was out there condemning Trump left and right. It's amazing. You know, MSNBC's out there every morning, and it's been that way for like two years now, saying that Trump is mentally deranged. Trump is a sexual harasser. Trump is a bully. He's a danger. He's the scariest thing in the world. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, all these things. He's a pig. He's a bore. He's a, all this stuff. He's just a degenerate. He's a horrible person. Dude, Mark Halperin, who is a regular, like every single morning, a morning Joe, an analyst on MSNBC and NBC News. He's done all kinds of stuff. Mark Halperin. Now fired. Out at NBC News and MSNBC. Out. Because he was accused of sexual harassment. And by the way, he admitted to it. He admitted to it. So, you know, you sit back and say, I wonder what exactly is going to be said on Morning Joe today. Because they, you know, they're out there, Trump's the worst, he's a pig, he's this, he treats women like garbage, he treats blacks like garbage, he hates this one, that. All this stuff about he hate, 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 hate. And I know what you're saying. Well, Trump was accused by a bunch of women. Here's the thing. Trump actually fought it. He never admitted to it because it was never true. Mark Halperin backed down in a very big way. So you have Hollywood, all these guys. And again, you have the O'Reilly, but for the most part, it seems to be all the guys that claim to be on the side of women and fairness. And they're the ones that are, well, they're, they're the examples of what should be. They're the righteous ones. They're the greatest of all time. They know exactly what they're doing. They're sticking up for women in this and that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you want to hear how it was covered on MSNBC? This morning, number 29, please, if you don't mind, Ryan, Mika's face talking about uh, Mark Halperin. Here we go. Now to a story that broke overnight involving someone you see around this table every day. CNN is reporting allegations regarding our friend Mark Halperin Mm. during his time at ABC News over a decade ago. Unnamed sources detailing unwanted advances and inappropriate behavior. Halperin apologized for the pain his actions caused and said, quote, I will take a step back. From my day-to-day work, while I properly address this situation, we're going to be following this story as it develops. I'm sure we'll be talking about it again when we know more about it. Oh, you know, when you don't know more about things about Trump, you have no problem having verbal diarrhea. Do you, Mika? Or just make them up. Here it is. Between Donnie Deutsch, the rest of them, Mika's face, Joe. We can go back and play so much stuff, but I don't want to waste your time. Uh, So that happened, and then just a few minutes ago, NBC News, or MSNBC, same thing, uh, put out a statement to Fox News. said, quote, we find the story and the allegations very troubling. Mark Halperin is leaving his role as a contributor until the questions around his past conduct are fully understood. He's out. He's out. CNN originally broke the story. He's the one that wrote the uh, best-selling 2008 book, Game Change. I'm sure you've read it. You want to know what happened? Apparently, he was also at ABC News. All these guys. Who are they? They're making men like you and me look bad. As if all men do this kind of stuff. Harvey Weinstein, Bill Clinton, uh, Mark Halperin, all these. um, Ben Affleck, all these guys in Hollywood, everything else. They're all making us look bad as if we just prey on women like that. And it's, it's really disgusting. Uh, and this is why college courses are out there. They're trying to take away men, uh, men, uh, men's t- masculine, uh, masculinity. They're calling it toxic. You have toxic masculinity. We need to demasculinize you. No, I'm a man, and it's okay. How about defeminizing some women? Well, now you just, you can't. No, no, what? no, 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 no. Is that a, what, a powder or a spray or something? What do you do? 
You can't do that. That's sexist. <clears throat> so get this. Um, yeah, if you want to say, let's defeminize you. <laughs> the defeminizer. <laughs> you know what it would be? It would be like a Trump doll and you hit it and it says stuff. <laughs> defeminize. <laughs> anyway, they, he, this is when he was at ABC News, according to CNN. They said five women's complaints were corroborated by others who did not personally experience the harassment. Hmm? Okay. It was, I was like, wait, what, what does that even mean? Corroborated by others who do not... Okay. Would they witness it? Halperin allegedly grabbed a woman's breasts without consent and pressed his clothed, erect penis against three of his co-workers. Who does this? Who does this stuff? You know where this stuff would sometimes happen? The club. That's why the song oh, came yeah. out. That's why the song came out. Dan- Stand back, you're dancing kind of close. He's doing this. Who does that? Hey, how you doing, wonk? What? I mean, what is, what is that? Well, that's how he says hi in his country, where he's from. That's his custom. It's, it's America. It's his culture. It's ABC News. Uh, so, yeah. He den- so, he denied those allegations, according to CNN, but did not specifically deny the women's accusation that he had propo- propositioned them for sex. Halpern admitted to CNN Wednesday night that his conduct was inappropriate and he said he would take time away from his role as a senior political analyst at NBC and MSNBC. Hmm. He told CNN, during this time period, I did pursue relationships with women that I worked with, including some junior to me. So he intimidated them. I now understand from these accounts that my behavior was inappropriate and caused others pain. Oh, now you do. Didn't then. For that, I'm deeply sorry and I apologize. Uh, wink, wink, only because I got caught. Under the circumstances, I'm going to take a step back from my day-to-day work while I properly deal with this situation. What, are you going to go go hang out with Harvey Weinstein in sex rehab? Is that what you're going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to go hang out with Harvey Weinstein in Scottsdale, and uh, we're going to fall asleep in uh, you know sex rehab class together and go hit the strip clubs. I mean, what, what, what exactly are you going to do? I'm going to take a step back and uh, reassess the things that I've done. I'm only sorry now that they've come forward with it because yesterday I didn't feel bad about this. Not the day before either. But today, I realized what I did was wrong. Yesterday, I didn't. At the time, I definitely didn't. But today, yeah, I really, really messed up on this one, huh? Whoops. Are you kidding me? And Mika's face. Unnamed, unknown, unsourced. Well, crap, that's every damn Trump story you did. According to sources, sources say Trump bit the head of a puppy. Uh, According to sources, Trump threw a small child across the Oval Office. According to sources... Baron, get over here! Yeah, I mean, it's just... (laughs) It's it's just... It's ridiculous. But it passes as news. Mm -hmm. And legitimate news at that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And they make money. Wow. So that's cool. Well, not, it's not cool for Mark Halperin. But uh, this reminded me again. It just hit me because I, I know I made a big deal about it when the Weinstein stuff came out. And I think, you, were you on vacation when that all happened, Ryan? Uh, probably. Because I called for another vagina march. I'm wondering why there out. are no... Yeah, there are no... Adriano was there. I'm wondering why, to this point, there still are no vagina marchers. I mean, Ashley Judd was speaking at the vagina march. She was calling Trump a nasty man. His face dipped in Cheetos. Blah, 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 blah. So why is she not calling 
for said she was a victim of Harvey Weinstein and that and real sexual harassment. They all said bad things about Trump and Trump didn't sexually harass anyone. Let me tell you, with everybody coming out of the woodwork now, accusing Mark Halperin and Harvey Weinstein and, and I think Kevin Sorbo accused, I think it was Versace or something like that of uh, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, like man, like they're Terry, Hercules, Terry Crews, big bad Terry Crews said he. Was at a Hollywood party and some executive in front of his wife came over and f- grabbed his junk and he's like, I didn't know what to do. Where would I beat this guy up? What he he was sexually harassed. Rob Schneider, all this they're all coming out of the woodwork now. Oh, he was Ace Bigelow. So Deuce Bigelow, Deuce Bigelow. They're all coming out of the woodwork now. So you would think if Trump really did this to someone, they'd be like, you know what? I can come out and say it too. But there's nothing. There's nothing. Yep. So why hasn't Ashley Judd said, all right, vaginas, let's put on the costumes, let's put on the hats, let's go to Hollywood and say we're not going to take this anymore? How come? Who's with me? You know, if this company would just give me some more money, I would organize a vagina march. We could charter a plane. We could even paint it a certain color. We could, we could do some things. We could make the plane look like a big vagina. We could all, where you enter the the play, and you know you could do that stuff. I know you don't want any part of this, but I'm saying we could do that, and it would be all in the name of women. Like we would be standing up for women, and I would identify as a woman and march like a vagina straight to Hollywood. That's what I would do. Nothing. I'm just letting you know that's that's where I'm coming from. That's my passion. You're very compassionate. Can the Bengals get together and redo their song and uh, do walk like a vagina? Or march like a vagina instead of walk like a vagina? <clears throat> 623. Aerosmith uh, and run DMC? Walk this way? Yeah. I like it. Who's with me? I am. They, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> this is insane. All right, uh, coming up in five minutes, i got to give you the details. I'm just scared of that plane. Well, you know, there's, <laughs> there's actually only one time a month where you need to be scared of the All plane. All right, I'm out. Okay? Uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking what I would be described as if I walked into the plane that was made to look like a vagina. I can't even say I could say, but I'm not going to say it. I'll tell Turn my mic off for a second. Turn my, no, I mean, is that not bad? I, I was thinking something else. Okay. But, uh, but that, that I could not. see that, but it, you know, it makes, it makes sense if it's, yeah. All right. Coming up in, <laughs> uh, in five minutes, the details, then these are insane. Uh, I'll tell you them, uh, the, the latest, you want to know it. the FBI informant going to talk. This is beautiful. By the way, Stephen Moore. We got it. We were going to do something else at seven ten this morning. We got a confirmation. Steve Moore, brilliant economist. He worked on the Trump uh, economic team, helped develop the tax plan. Going to explain what the Trump tax plan will actually do. Let's get rid of the noise and find out the details. Are you getting money back? Can it really happen? Will it pass? What was it like to work with Trump on this? Is he a big maroon? Is he a big dope? We'll find out. Back in five though about this informant now talking. KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200.
How you doing? 631, really quick. Um, going to be about 90 today. About 90. That's all I got. So the Department of Justice, led by Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, said, uh, all right, we're lifting the gag order. This FBI informant, who, by the way, is going to stay under wraps, thank you, for his own safety. I mean, this is the Clintons you're talking about. Um, he can speak to Congress about the Uranium One deal, the Russian bribery case, all that stuff. All that stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, can you get Victoria, really quick, can you find Victoria Tensing? Remember, uh, remember her? What she said about what her client will give. Uh, again, he, uh, there was a statement, the Department, uh, the Justice Department said it authorized the informant to speak to the leaders of the Senate Judiciary Committee, House Oversight Committee, and the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, in addition to select staffers. This, this is freaking huge. What does he know? Things like that. Oh, yeah, play that one right there. This is his lawyer talking to, I think, Lou Dobbs. Here we go. Listen. Weigh for us the, uh, the impact of what he does know and what you may have learned from him. Well, I don't want to get in the business of my violating an NDA. No, I wouldn't ask you for clients, any specific. So, but I think it's quite, it's quite significant. He can tell what all the Russians were talking about during the time that all these uh, bribery payments were made. Oh, baby. What were the Russians expecting? What did they have to give Hillary? All this stuff. It's all going to come out. The Justice Department said the informant could provide, quote, any information or documents he has concerning alleged corruption or bribery involving transactions in the uranium market, including Russian company Rosatom, subsidiary 10X, Uranium One, and the Clinton Foundation. And apparently there, there's a videotape, there's audio recordings and emails. Oh, wow. What's bigger, this or the JFK files? This. Because that I was 50 so. years ago and nothing's yeah. going to change except we'll know exactly what happened and the government was in on it and everything. This is huge. Hillary, by the way, gave a, uh, well, she said what, what is worrying her. And she should be worried as hell about this. But you know what's worrying her? Wait till you hear it. It's coming up in about uh, six minutes and then we'll get to that Fusion GPS, the Russian dossier. Dude, they are dirty as hell. That's all coming up. Don't you go anywhere. Here's the latest from Fox. Eggs, bacon, pancakes, coffee. It sounds like a great breakfast, but it's missing something. Stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. It's 641. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Man, oh man, oh man. Number one, the Department of Justice has lifted the gag order. The FBI informant that witnessed the bribery between the Russians and the Clintons about the Uranium One deal, he is now going to be allowed to speak to certain Senate committees and select staffers. He's going to spill the beans, baby. This is fantastic. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Hillary's campaign and the DNC Looks like they broke the law. There's already been a, a filing done because they lied about the money they spent on uh, the company doing the dossier, which was opposition research. They they filed when they did the filings. They called it uh, legal funds, legal fees, actually legal fees. When it really it was really opposition research. If they just called it opposition research, they'd have been fine. But the thing is, they had a scene that they paid this company for opposition research, and they didn't want any ties to it. Uh-oh, it's falling apart. Third thing I think you need to know, swamp still needs to be drained. 
Paul Ryan sneaking in a DACA amnesty plan in the spending bill. He told people behind closed doors. Well, guess what? It's now out. It's out, and it needs to be stopped. Three things I think you need to know. All right. So we have uh, we have Hillary's reaction to all this stuff. I this chick's nuts, man. I just go away, get a good lawyer, and shut up. As I got an email yesterday from a listener, if I was Hillary, I'd get a good lawyer and I'd shut up. All this stuff going on that you know this guy's going to spill the beans about everything. I mean, you really you think there's nothing going to come out of this? Where uh, 145 million dollars was given to her family's foundation. Bill gets a half million dollar check on top of that, and then magically a short time later. And it wasn't just her making the decision. It was Obama. It was Holder. It, well, Obama, he knew about it in a presidential daily briefing. But it was Holder. It was, uh, it was Rod Rosens. It was others that said, yeah, we have no problem with this Russian company buying 20% of the uranium in America. It, of course, something bad's going to happen. But is that what's worrying Hillary? No, that's not what's worrying Hillary. This is, this is so out of touch. This woman's literally crazy. If she was in charge of the free world, we'd all be in big trouble. We know that. But she's literally out of touch. Play number 28, if you don't mind. 28. Uh, and then we'll we, wait to hear what her spokesman when asked about this. Her former Clinton, her former spokesman, who was laughing about this yesterday, he's changing his tune. But first, here's Hillary. Listen. You know, we've seen in the last week, we've seen Bob Corker, we've seen Jeff Flake. There are a lot of other people in the Republican Party who feel exactly the same way. And I think when they appear on TV or they're interviewed, they need to be pressed. Uh, about how they feel really? and what they think. Really? We, there are a lot of things that I worry about. This is actually on my list of what I worry about. The Republican Party is imploding. Pause it. Wow. She's worried about the Republican Party. Maybe you should be worried about the fact that your freedom might be gone soon. Put on one of those sweet jumpsuits. Have the hands in the cuffs. No more hot sauce in the purse, mm, honey. No, 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 no. And you're going to need some hot sauce to make that prison food taste good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So uh, she is literally deranged because she's worried about this. And it's, it's imploding. As if the whole thing between her and Bernie and the DNC sinking Bernie purposefully, giving you answers ahead of time. Yeah, okay, right. Unless the Republicans have their problems. There's no I Paul Ryan, he sucks. Jeff Flake, he sucks. But those those dogs are getting drained, baby. They're 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 getting booted out. Booted out. More, here we go. It is becoming a far right captive party mm. to ideological, religious, and commercial interests. Really? It is at the mercy like Russian uranium of it's financial backers and a cabal of leaders wow. who are doing things like shrinking the electorate, gerrymandering, and taking every step they can to maintain power on behalf of themselves and those who are like-minded. Wow. Like you. <laughs> are you talking about yourself? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely epic. Now... This Brian Fallon guy was her campaign spokesman. Just another failure, just like, just like she is, right? Um, he put out some tweets, and you'll hear him in just a second. But he put out some tweets. I was shocked. Well, I, I shouldn't be shocked. 
But he said, in all this time, I thought Ed Mark Elias was merely the best election lawyer and voting rights lawyer in the U.S. Proud to have shared foxhole with him. That's the guy that lied to the media about, hey, the, media, the New York Times like, hey, you're Hillary's lawyer, your general counsel. Did you guys pay for the Russian dossier? No, no, no. And the New York Times is actually pissed at them about this. Uh, Brian Fallon is happy that he worked with this guy that's a liar. That may have broken campaign finance law. Brian Fallon tweeted out a couple days ago, I have no idea what Fusion or Steel were paid, but even if a but if even a shred of that dossier ends up helping Mueller, it'll prove money well spent. Uh-oh. I regret I didn't know about Christopher Steele's hiring pre-election. That's the guy that was hired by Fusion GPS that wrote this fake dossier. If I had, I would have volunteered to go to Europe and try to help him. That's what this guy's writing. He's acting all braggadocious about it and everything. And then listen to what happened yesterday on CNN. Brian found on CNN of all places. Listen to this. Just to be clear, Brian, uh, you have said previously in the last 24 hours, you don't believe Hillary Clinton knew about this either. Is that right? Oh, I don't know. I, I oh, don't know. Okay. I haven't spoken if, to her. Oh. No. Okay. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Um, shouldn't, shouldn't she know? Shouldn't you, someone so high up in the campaign, be informed of this? Well, I mean, she may have known, but uh, oh. the degree of exactly what she knew is, is, is beyond my knowledge. For instance, it, it could have... She may have known, but the, de- the degree of what she may have known is beyond my knowledge. So she may have known. Is it knowing just knowing? What's the definition of is? That's what her husband said. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Depends on what you mean by the definition of is. What to, uh, and, well, she may have known, but the degree of the knowing. Eh. Let's, let's hear more. He explains it. For instance, like, it could have been that uh, a decision was made to authorize Perkins Coie to do some kind of commission, some kind of research, but then decisions about, uh, you know, going out and finding Fusion GPS, finding Christopher Steele. I mean, she may or may not have been aware of that level of detail. I don't know. Oh, man. She may or may not have known. I mean, so he goes from being all kinds of braggadocious to all of a sudden being like, well, you know, uh, and again, uh, she paid for it, though. Her campaign paid for this, and the DNC paid for it, and they violated campaign law by calling it legal fees because they paid a law firm, and the law firm then, t- it's like money laundering. The money la- the law firm took the money and then hired this Fusion GPS for opposition research. And by the way, the head of the RNC, Romney's niece, said, we, we, do, oppor- we, we, we do opposition research too, but we do it ourselves. We do it ourselves. They called it legal fees because they didn't want to attract. There's a reason for that. These sneaky, sneaky people. The House of Cards is coming. It's coming down. It is coming down bigly. Matter of fact, you want to know what uh, Fusion GPS has a track record of doing? They they ruin people. This is what her campaign, her lawyer hired. They literally ruin people. Hmm. Um. There was a guy that was ruined, smeared by Fusion GPS. They wrote a fake dossier about him. Wait till you hear about the details about this group that the Democrats hired. And a Republican donor hired to try to get trash on Trump didn't work out. But they have this now. The fake dossier, the track record. Wait till you hear it. It's coming up. Steve Moore uh, on Trump's tax plan. He was a Trump economic advisor. He was on his team. He helped uh, craft this stuff. We'll get details. KNST AIM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There's tomorrow.
right, let's do it. Hi, how are you? 707, it is your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792-SONS. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it is on. Uh, The DOJ lifts the gag order, and uh, the FBI informant that apparently witnessed the bribery between the Russians and the Clintons is now going to be able to speak to different Senate committees. Oh, wow. It's like a real-life soap opera that's um, happening right before our eyes. I love it. Second thing I think you need to know, it turns out uh, Hillary also may have, uh, Hillary and the DNC may have violated FEC laws by not disclosing that the money they used for opposition research by that fake dossier thing, uh, they called it legal fees instead of opposition research. They anybody to find out. So they may have broken the law there as well. There's been a complaint filed about that. Uh-oh, man. Third thing I think you need to know is that the swamp needs to still be drained. Don't just stop with flake. Uh, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan uh, snuck in uh, in the spending bill a deal for DACA. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. Is it coming with the wall? Are we looking in the background? None of that stuff. Three things that I think you need to know. Uh, you like your money, right? I like my money. I want more of my money. Um, I think I do better with my money. I'd rather me take the chance of my money. Companies, I think, would take the money and reinvest. We'll see. The Trump tax plan, it's uh, its what everyone's talking about. They need to get this done. And one of the guys that was helping Trump was on his economic team and, and helped uh, craft this idea of tax reform, Stephen Moore. And I've watched him for a very long time, and I'm so excited that he's on the show. Stephen, thank you for the time this morning. How are you doing? Hi, good morning. Great to be with you. How are things in Arizona? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's hot. 90, going to be 90 today. But that that's cool. It's all right. There's no humidity. It's a dry heat. <laughs> it's not dry heat. Well, it's freezing here in D.C. We finally first have our first cold uh cold uh, day but you you're exactly right by the way i love hold that thought about you know the republicans absolutely have to get this tax cut done it's it's uh, like an existential moment for the republicans if they don't get this done i think they're going to get wiped out and uh, one of the reasons i was so eager to talk to you is because you're in arizona we have two uh, republican senators who don't like donald trump very much <laughs> yeah, exactly that's and, why i uh, wanted to tap you we, we got rid we of gotta flake. get at yeah. least one of them and hopefully oh. both of them to vote for this tax cut because, you know, there's only 52 Republicans in the Senate, and uh, if we lose those two and if we lose uh, uh, Senator Corker from Tennessee, who doesn't like Trump very much either, you know, we're not going to get the, the biggest tax cut since Reagan. And, and this, look, I'll, I'm here to tell you this morning, we get this tax cut done, and the economy, which is now growing at 3%, up from 1.5% under Obama, so we've already doubled the pace of growth. I believe we can get the 35 to 4% growth. And my goodness, I mean, you're going to see a lot more jobs. You're going to see wage increases. It's going to be good for workers. We're going to start to bring our deficit down because when more people are working and less people are welfare, it's the best way to bring down the debt. So we got to get this thing passed, and I am worried about Arizona. You know, we got rid of Flake, which is awesome. He said, he's, I wish the man would quit. I wish he'd have honor. He said, you know, I can't represent uh, Arizona now. Quit now, but he won't quit. Uh John McCain has a track record of voting against tax cuts because he used the Democratic line of they're for the wealthy. He voted against the Bush tax cuts. All this stuff. Uh, I mean, what are you hearing? You're in D.C. You're closer than we are, obviously. Are you hearing that uh, that he's going to be able to get, I mean, these guys on board or is it still up in the air? Well, first of all, about John McCain, I've known John McCain for 25 years. I consider him a friend. I think he's one of the greatest, obviously, American heroes of our of our time. So uh, I, I have so much admiration for the man. But I think he's just been 
you know, he's been a, he and I have disagreements. And I think, you know, he always says, look, I'm a supply sider. I'm a Reagan, you know, Kennedy supply sider. I want, you know, to grow the economy. Uh, but I think, you know, for John McCain at this point, I think it's personal. You know, he just really, you know, Trump took some shots at him that were, you know, preposterous and ridiculous and unfounded. And, and I think, uh, you know, McCain has never uh, really forgiven him for that. <clears throat> but I think in the end of the day, I think John McCain, I, I think he'll be there. He voted for the budget. Uh, which enabled this tax cut to happen, and this line that this is a tax cut for the rich. I mean, I, I you know, I'm now I used to, well, I was for five and a half six years I was with Fox News, and I just made the I'm now with Fox, uh, fake news. I'm with CNN now, and you know, every night I'm on there. Oh, it's tax cuts for rich people. Blah, blah. I'm like, look, it's a tax cut for the rich. It's a tax cut for the upper middle class. It's a tax cut for the middle class. If you're paying taxes out there, you're going to get a tax cut under this plan. And the main effect of this is going to be to grow the economy. And the people who are going to benefit the most are people who are in the middle class who haven't had a pay raise in 15 years because of our dim-witted economic policies in Washington, which we're now in the midst of reversing. And uh, so I don't buy that for one minute that this is a tax cut for the rich. Really you quick. Know, I, really, hang on, hang on, hang on. Do you know who... Um, yeah, I have a uh, quick Fred question. Smith, do you know Fred Smith, the CEO of, of uh, FedEx? Do you yes, know who he yes, is? yes, yes, yes. Yes. I had dinner with him a couple of weeks ago, and he said something was so fantastic. It's like, Steve, I'm I'm a billionaire. I already, you know, I I've built a great company, one of the greatest companies in America, a hundred thousand employees. He said this tax cut isn't for me. He said if you do this tax cut, we're going to purchase hundreds of new planes, thousands of new trucks, hire many more workers. I mean, that's one company. I mean, think about the impact that this is not for the rich. It's for making the American economy better for our children, for the people who are struggling to find a good job. That's what this is all about. Well, uh, first off, is it okay? Is it in your contract with CNN to be able to publicly call them fake news? That's what I want to know after you, <laughs> you said that. <laughs> well, just, like, this is all off the record, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look, I, I, I have a lot of friends at CNN. They've been good to me. But, my God, they just don't understand economics. No, no. You know, they, they, and, and they have this, you know, it's an anti-Trump network. I mean, no matter what Trump does, it's always the wrong thing. And if you notice, by the way, uh, folks, that uh, nobody uh, in, the, in the mainstream media is talking about the economy or the stock market anymore because it's Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, this economy is is surging right now. Get this! I, I say it again. We get this tax cut done, we're going to see rates of growth we haven't seen in twenty years. Wow. Well, I want to get into details on that, but I, I have one thing I want to talk to you about. And we, we're talking with Stephen Moore now on KNST AM seven ninety. Brilliant economist was on the Trump economic team and uh, worked with him on uh, forming this tax plan. Yep. Um, now I was talking to my father in law, and he's like, you know, I get so mad. When I see Schumer and the rest of these people out there saying this is only for the rich, blah, 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 blah. He said, I don't understand why there isn't a Republican or anybody that stands up there and says, really, this is for the this is just for the rich. Joe Kennedy set up a trust that that protects the the Kennedy fortune from ever getting touched and having to pay any taxes. And it's it's a billion dollars that was set up. That's legal. Nobody ever brings that up to throw it in the face of, of, of the other side. You know, it's so funny you should mention that because um, I'm writing a piece right now along those very lines that, you know, you mentioned the Kennedy Trust. I mean, the Kennedy family will never pay the, the tax, which the liberals say how much they love. They, they, the, most of that money will never be taxed. And it's very um, timely that you mentioned this because did you notice what happened last week? It didn't get nearly enough attention. George Soros, the, the biggest liberal in America, he funds the left. He just put $18 billion. Let me say that again. 18 billion with a B, $18 billion into a similar family 
trust, uh, a, quote, family foundation, unquote, which, by the way, is going to hire all his family members and all his pals and stuff, and they're going to make, you know, six or seven figures, uh, you know, dispensing this money. And that money was never taxed. Mm. $18 billion, never taxed. Not only was that money, most of it is, you know, stocks that have appreciated in value that he's putting in this uh, foundation that will be never taxed, but also he gets an $18 billion write-off on his other income. It's the biggest scam in America. we got to shut that down. Why doesn't any Republican, you've been there for so long, why doesn't anybody bring that up to call it the hypocrisy the left? They are hypocrites. And by the way, it's $18 billion um, from, uh, that, uh, that um, uh, Soros has put in. Then you've got another roughly $10 billion that Buffett has put in the Gates Foundation, which is also going to be used for mostly left-wing causes. Then uh, Bill Gates has put, you know, five, six, eight billion dollars $8 into this. There's three people... Twenty-five, thirty billion dollars that's never been taxed, and what's scary is now Mark Zuckerberg, who very soon could be the richest person on the planet. He's talking about creating another one of these family foundations, maybe twenty billion dollars. These are these rich liberals who will never pay a penny of tax. It's unbelievable. Mm, I want to be one of them. This is unfair. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, and then they and then they run around. Warren Buffett says the rich are not paying their fair share. I'm like Warren, you're the one who's <laughs> created. He's taking advantage of all these loopholes. Come oh. on. What a hypocrite. Oh, man. Uh, Stephen Moore's on KNST AM 790, uh, brilliant economist. Uh, so what was it like? Because people, you know, listen, I like Trump. I'm a huge fan of Trump. I, I dig that he's not PC. He says everything that we've been saying for a very long time. Uh, but, you know, you get you watch uh, Morning Joe, and now they, they fired the sex predator this morning, Mark Halperin. Um, they, they, they did what? They, oh, Mark Halperin, uh, got, uh, he admitted that uh, he propositioned women he was accused by five different women of uh pushing his junk on them and grabbing their breasts and stuff like that uh so msnbc about an hour and a half ago an hour ago uh said they are going to suspend him and probably fire him he's no longer going to be on their airwaves um so that, not that, heard that oh yeah so they, they have no, i don't i don't yeah. I, i've never watched and i probably in six or seven years i've never watched that vile show i can't it's even awful. turn it on i'm it's surprised awful. that you even watch that awful show i think he is such a i can't stand those two. Oh, they're, they're the worst them. listen listen I, I put it on for just a little bit of a time until my blood pressure starts going up mike it's just not healthy <laughs> okay, right but i right. have to see it so they, they will say the worst things about trump he's a moron he's a bore he's this he's this what was it like to work with him? we'd love to get the inside scoop what was it like to work with him yeah. to craft this economic message and tax reform so I can tell you this, you know, that's a great question, and I love telling the story, you know. So it was about, let's see, it was about a, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, that I first met Donald Trump. There were, um, you know, 15 Republicans or something like that, remember, running oh, for yeah. president in January of last year. And I knew 14 of the 15, and the only one I had never met was Donald Trump. And my friend Corey Lewandowski called me and said, would you like to meet, uh, you know, Mr. Trump? And I said, absolutely, because I, I, you know, I had thought he was kind of a joke when he first started running, because I didn't know anything about him except what I'd seen on TV on The Apprentice. And, uh, you know, I didn't have a positive impression of him. I really didn't. I thought I would not like him at all. I thought he'd just be kind of a jerk. Well, I go into this meeting with him. We spend about an hour together. I was in love. <laughs> I was in really? love. Instead. This guy is so amazing. He's so charming. He's so he is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I mean, I've never met a politician who's a jerk in public and a sweetheart in private. Most of the politicians are the opposite. And he has the right model. Uh, he is uh, he is charming. He is gracious. He is attentive. 
Um, I, I mean, I just really fell in love with the guy. I thought, wow. And, and also, you know, I, I, could, I could see the way the people related to him. He has a way of speaking out to the, to the middle class, the working class of America, that the, the, the liberal elites don't care about working class Americans. They don't give a damn about these people. They, they view them as pawns. They don't care if they put coal miners out of work and steel workers out of work. They, they don't care about these people. And Trump does, and he related to them. And I, I have to, I don't look, there's a lot of things I don't agree with Donald Trump, and sometimes I just pull my hair out. But he is an amazing guy. And what he has done for the economy already has been amazing. So uh, if you ever get a chance to meet Donald Trump, he's, he's an amazing man. You know what? If, if you could set that up, I'll buy you dinner somewhere. It could be a nice steak. <laughs> well, but, you know. No, because you'd love him. I mean, and he's, he, he's, He's just, and he's interesting. He's fun to be around. I remember after our meetings, you know, I'm just nobody. You know, we have a 45-minute meeting, and then he, said, I, I, he asked me to go into the conference room because I had to do a conference call after we're done. And he actually came in, you know, after the meeting. He said, are you all set up here? And that kind of, I mean, he's just, a, and I could also tell another thing about him. You know what really impressed me was all the people who worked around him and for him, you know, his, his assistants, his secretaries, his president. They love him. He teach, He treats people so well well what was it like though also and i love those stories what was it like when it came to talking economics um he when it came it. tax he reform got it instantly so that's the other thing you know and now, now is he an expert on economics no but he gets the big picture and we would you know, two things that always struck out i mean you know that i that i remember when we'd meet all the time he'd say you know we'd, we'd explain the, the tax stuff and he instantly got it and you know, we explain why you got to bring the corporate tax rate down. That we're at forty percent, and the rest of the world's at twenty, and that doesn't work. It's it's leading to jobs leaving the United States. It's so easy to understand. I mean, he got it instantly. I don't understand why Chuck Schumer and you know Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi and and these people don't get that. But um, the other, he'd always say two things. Number one, he always said, "I I want to cut that corporate tax." He said, "I want to make sure that every small businessman and woman in America gets a tax cut too." Every time he said, make sure you get the tax, get the 15% rate for the small businesses. So I thought that was interesting. And, and, and he's right about because small businesses are the backbone of our economy. And the other thing you know, I said is, I don't want this to be a tax cut for rich people like me. I want it to be really aimed at the middle class. He said, okay, Donald, you know, we're going to take away the deductions for rich people, but we're going to lower your rate. And he said, okay, I can, I, I can accept that. So <clears throat> he really is, he is focused like a laser beam on the people in States like Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, the Rust Belt states that have been left behind. And there are a lot of people in Arizona and pockets of poverty there and and places uh, in the southeast. He is really trying to help the forgotten man. And I want to say this again. Liberals are such hypocrites. They do not care about these people. They care about their left-wing agenda, their environmental agenda, all this stuff. But they don't care about working-class people. No, no, they really don't. Stephen Moore is on KNST AIM 790, brilliant economist, worked with the uh, Trump economic team and on the tax reform plan. Um, now, I, one thing I don't like, maybe you can help me understand it, is, is when I hear politicians say the tax cuts have to be paid for. And to me, it's like, all right, if you're going to cut the rates, they're going to bring in less money. They want to then find that extra money and add it somewhere else or cut something else. Wouldn't the tax cut wouldn't the tax cut just pay for itself by generating more revenue and more GDP growth and more jobs and wages? Well, in a large part, you're exactly right. You get an A in economics today because, you know, that's something that is so important. That If you get this economy, let me give you an example. Under Obama last year, I said this before, but I'll say it again, the economy was going at 1.5%. 1.5%, that's barely staying out of recession, right? Yeah. Uh, and then... In six months, Trump got just through his deregulation, his pro-business policies, got the rate of, the, of growth up from one and a half to three. 
If we can stay at three or even grow at three and a half percent, we're going to get an extra three trillion dollars of revenues over the next decade. So that's everything. I mean, no tax increase imaginable would raise three trillion dollars, right? So let's get the economy moving through this tax cut. And yeah, you know, yeah, let's do some spending cuts. We got to get spending under control yes. for sure. I like his penny plan. Just cut a penny out of every agency every year for five years, and you'll balance the budget. For goodness' sake. Uh, and and if you do those two things, grow the economy through pro-growth tax cuts and get some spending discipline, we're going to have a balanced budget in 10 years. What, what's the deal with the 401ks? Why, why do the Republicans, why are they so stupid that they want to go after what, you know, middle America relies on? I rely on it, my 401k. Why do they want to limit the amount that I can put in there? So I'm going to give you uh, a flashing uh, uh, you know, news alert right now. That, that your 401k plan is not going to go away. I'm going to say that again because the the fake news is out there saying, "Oh, Trump's going to take away your 401k." That is absolutely false. They may trim by a very little amount the amount of money you can put into a 401k in order to pay for the lower tax rates. So you're still going to come out way ahead. But this idea, I was on CNN last night. They said, "Oh, Trump wants to cut 90% of your 401k." I guarantee you that is not going to happen. You don't have to worry about that. That's just the left hyperventilating they're they're trying to invent stories here yeah no, I, but, but i guess here's the thing is that you know there's already a cap on what i can put in there that will help me save for retirement and grow with the economy as the market grows why do they want to limit how much i can save for retirement in that and when i look at it and go why don't you cut your your awful spending out there for these programs that are just dumb as hell amen i i don't have a response to okay. that you're exactly right why don't they do that because you know and that's the other thing you know that the stock market has gone up by you know 25 percent since trump has been in office amazing uh, since he was elected and uh... and we've seen five and a half trillion dollars of increased wealth and uh, that's in the stock market every every night i'm on and i talk about how well the stock market. oh that's only the rich people i'm like are you kidding where do you think that 401k money yep. is put where do you think ira money is put where do you think pension money is put it's all put in the stock market when the stock market does better Everyone, all 300 million Americans, uh, have a you know a more of a, a better saving, better retirement, all of those things, and they act as if the only people who own stocks are rich people. How long do you think it takes uh, for people? Because I've seen the, the studies. You can correct me. I've seen you know the average American is going to get four thousand dollars back in their paycheck. Is that going to take a couple of years to make happen if they get this done by Christmas? I think it'll take, uh, you know, about three or four years. I mean, look, the, the effects, I think, will be felt pretty instantly. I think businesses are going to start investing right away. Uh, but, you know, these things compound over time. So I think, you know, you'll, by the way, the first effect will be because we're doubling the standard deduction, uh, you know, people like you and me in the middle class, we're going to get $2,500 less taxes right, right from the get-go. You know, so our after-tax income is going to go up by about $2,500. If you're making $50,000 a year, that's a nice uh, increase in your uh, take-home pay. Uh, but then what, what Trump is talking about is the additional economic benefit in terms of higher wages and salaries from the increased growth. That's going to take, you know, three or four years, and it's going to compound over time. Is it going to be close to what Reagan had? With, you know, when Reagan got into office, it wasn't the tax plan 86 before that, when all of a sudden the growth jumped to over 8% GDP. Do you, do you see anything like that happening uh, in, in, in this year, in, well, at least in, in the Trump era? You know, it could. It could. I mean, I do. I don't know if we could get those eight percent growth. You're right. By the way, we did have we had one quarter. I think we had eight and a half percent growth under Reagan. It was unbelievable. I remember it because I was working for the Gipper back then. Um, Granted, I was a pup. So I was like gonna, six, so it's all right. I, I don't think I don't think we're going to get eight and a half percent growth, but I think we could get. You know, I remember when I used to talk to Trump about this. You know, I'd say, 
sir, if we get your plan through, I think we can get, you know, three and a half percent growth, which would be, you know, much better than we had under Obama. And he'd always pick, put up his hand up with five fingers up and say, Steve, I want five percent growth. So <laughs> I, I think we could get a few quarters of five percent growth. That's something we never saw under Barack Obama. Uh, he never had a one single year when no. we had three percent growth. Did no. you know that? Oh, yeah. Thirty two straight quarters. It was ridiculous. Um, yep. and, and Stephen Moore is on KNST AIM 790. And I really appreciate the time this morning. Do you think uh, that Trump's right, that we're actually going to get some Democrats, Democrats that are in danger of losing their jobs in the Senate uh, to vote for this? I don't think that these senators like Heidi Heitkamp of, um, of uh, North Dakota or uh, John Tester of Montana or uh, the, the senator from West Virginia, Manchin, I, I think in the end of the day they might vote for the tax cut. The problem is they will not provide us that 50th vote. So if we're stuck at 49, you know, none of those Democrats are going to get us over the hump. And they'll only vote for it if it's a free vote. That's why we need John McCain and Jeff Flake. And look, John McCain and Jeff Flake, I've known them, as again, for I helped elect Jeff Flake to his first run in office when I started the Club for Growth. He was one of our first candidates. <laughs> Jeff Flake is a supply sider. I don't always agree with Jeff on his policy, and I think it is probably time for him to go. But you know, he does believe, and he pledged himself to cutting taxes as one of his primary goals. So if he were to vote against it, I don't think he will. I think he'll be there for the tax cut. I hope so. I really hope so. You think it happens? Yeah, I think we get it done by Christmas. They've got to. But we need people. I mean, this is such an important show, your show, because we've got to keep telling Jeff Flake and John McCain, for the good of Arizona, for the good of the country, for the good of the middle class, get this tax cut done so we get what a great christmas present that would be wouldn't it yeah we have the biggest tax cut since reagan yeah it'd be be, even for a jewish guy like me it'd be a hell of a christmas present i'll tell you that (laughs) Uh, there you go (laughs) steven man this this has been awesome having you on the show i've watched it for years hanukkah president present too there you go that's my wife my wife's a gentile it's okay so she'll she'll be happy with that uh listen man dude it was so having you on the show i'd love to get you on again because i think you're so smart i learned so much from you i really appreciate the time this morning let's do it again soon you got it you do take care that's uh steven moore uh brilliant economist right here on knst am 790 pro 741, thank you for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you here on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Are you used to excellence yet? I mean, you should, after seven and a half years, you should be used to excellence. Sometimes I have to even, like, give myself props, because besides Ryan, nobody else here does. (laughs) Uh, What, three things really quick that I think you need to know. Number one, this is incredible. Uh, the F, uh, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General oversees it, lifted the gag order overnight, meaning the FBI informant that witnessed the bribery going on, the illegality between the Clintons and the Russians. Oh, everything he knows that he witnessed, that he has videotaped, that he has audio recordings of, emails, it's now all going to be uh, handed over, and he's going to talk to Senate committees. Uh-oh, Hope Hillary has a better lawyer than the one she had before. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, speaking of Hillary, turns out a complaint was filed because Hillary's campaign and the uh, and the and the DNC. Violated the law, they broke the law. You see, when they took the money that was used to pay that fusion GPS, the old about nine million bucks or so. They put that down on campaign filings as legal fees instead of opposition research. That's against the law. And they did it. It wasn't an oversight because they wanted to hide it. Oh, boy. Complaint file. Watch out there. Third thing I think you need to know, Paul Ryan is a snake. He has snuck in a DACA plan in the spending bill. Uh, Trump better stop that and stop it quickly. Quickly. 
three things that I think you need to know. How about that Steve Moore, though, huh? Just just side note, the fact that he said he spent about six years at Fox, now works for fake news at CNN. <laughs> Made it all worth it. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. That was just, uh, that was epic. You that, know, was, that was epic. I don't think I've ever had tax talk ever be so interesting. Thank you. You know, we try. so good. Well, you know, I think we know it's going to work. And you're like, well, exactly. What's the percentage that's going to do this? And we, we get that. And it gets dry and we get it. But, you know, I want to know, more importantly, does Trump get it? What is he like? Because all this stuff, because all you hear is, like he said, fake news, fake reporting. That's right. He's a moron. He's this. He's dumb. He's that. Blah, 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 blah. There will be jobs. There'll be more money. And it's not going to all go to the shareholders and everything else. Companies want to buy more stuff. Like, like he said, the guy from... Uh, from FedEx, we want to buy more planes. We want to hire more people. You want to know why they want to do that? Because that's where that's the way the world is going, right? The world is going that way. There's going to be less, less going to electronic stores and even grocery stores yeah. and all this other, and Toys R Us. It, it, it's going to be shipped to your home. It's going to be the ultimate inconvenience. I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm just too lazy to go to the store and go buy razors. I'm too lazy to go buy deodorant. I just do Amazon Prime. Who, del- who delivers that? Besides Amazon and certain markets doing drones, who delivers that? FedEx and UPS. That's right. That's what happens. Man. And if you own stock in those guys, or just in the general, yeah. you're going to make money. You're going to make money, and they're going to hire people, and you're going to make money. That's how it works. You know, we're in such a new world. Did you know, get this, C- did you know that CBS, CBS, even like three prestigious, so they think, and, it, and maybe it was before internet and cable news, and, and then we, of course, realized how awful the news is three prestigious jobs in broadcasting right the evening anchor for nbc abc and cbs mm-hmm. you know that cbs named a new anchor yesterday for evening news no yeah nobody does <laughs> nobody does i it, get it the day you know what that's gonna those are gonna go away soon they i'm sorry they're not gonna be they're not gonna be money makers they, they can't be paying the guys what they used to pay i grew up it was brokaw it was peter jennings it was dan rather yeah and people actually waited until six o'clock to find out what the heck was going on you don't have to anymore. Those are dinosaurs. Unless they do something unbelievable where it's it's like, you know, they, they give you the news that you really actually need. Not You could find out the same crap they're going to tell you on your phone, on the Internet, uh, on, on the radio, in real time. You, you could do that. Why do you need them? Why do you, who's going to sit around till six o'clock unless they're doing something that is not offered somewhere else, which is what, what's going to, it's going to the ultimate competition. That's what it is. And it's not just that for news. I mean, I was talking to a buddy of mine about this stuff and how my wife likes to buy things. She, she buys, I, it, I don't get it. Buying clothes online. You find it on sale. No, but you buy clothes, they ship it to you. How do you how do you buy clothes without trying them on? My wife does it. My so does my wife. She just guesstimates the sizes and, and, and it my, works. my wife like I am like lazy because I'm like, I don't want to have to go you? through that. I know. And 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 get it. And if I don't like the way it looks in person or it fits weird, then I gotta send it back. My wife's like, who cares? Comes with a label, you send it back. I'd rather just go to the store. That's just me. But that's that's the way it's going to be. So I'm like, I'm thinking it's competition everywhere. It's the beauty of it. If these other stores and retail are going to survive, they better make it a hell of an experience going to their store. They better they better offer you something that you're not going to get anywhere else. Whether it's a hell of a price, whether and how do you compete with that when you got to pay rent, you know, versus an online place that they can keep stuff in their house, you know, it's <laughs> um so whether it's the news, whether it's buying groceries, whether it's uh, whatever else. 
you you better figure out a way to do it better than anybody else. Same thing with radio. I bet I'm trying to listen. They're connect. I heard radio. You can listen to whatever station uh, you want in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you could listen if you just moved here from somewhere else. You could listen to the old guys. I got to work my butt off to make sure that I keep you. I get you. And there are people that have stayed with me from Texas. There are people that travel around and listen all the time from wherever they are. You know what? It's competition. It makes me do better. It pushes me. That's what it is. So anyway, it's just a whole new world like that. Whole new world. I don't even know how we got here, but it's okay. I don't know how you got here either. Here's something I wanted you to know real quick. I thought this was a great story. <laughs> uh, you know, people are all of a sudden... Uh, Kneeling for the anthem and crap like that. And then you saw those, we talked about last week, the dopes up in Ann Arbor, Michigan at the city council meeting kneeled during the Pledge of Allegiance. Clemson University. Their student senate voted Monday to impeach the student government's vice president because he refused to stand during the Pledge of Allegiance. That's awesome. Just anything the country's lost. That's awesome. These student senators voted 40 to 18 overwhelmingly to impeach this guy who was out of town, by the way, um, because they, they want to remove from office because he refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Good. Good. Of course, uh, you know what they're saying. Race war! Because he's black. And the person said, give me a break. This motivation is not because of race. So uh, he, he didn't didn't stand. You're out. You're out. Simple as that. Uh, and there's a whole bunch. I'm, I'm looking at a screenshot from a live stream of the Clemson student government. A whole bunch are white, black, you name it, are refusing to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. What a bunch of dirtbags. What a bunch of dirtbags. Um, now, another story real fast. Uh, the NFL is getting destroyed in ratings. Destroyed. Story from SportingNews.com. NFL number, NFL's numbers, TV numbers, still sliding. 2017 figures down big from the same period in 2015. Yep. Uh, NFL games averaged 15.1 million viewers through week seven, according to Nielsen data. Down 5.1% from the same period last season. And off 18.7% from 2015. They're down almost 20% in viewers. Almost 20%. Incredible. Incredible. And what do they want to do, by the way, the NFL? You know what they said they want to do? Uh, They want to uh, cut the number of games. They play Thursday night, Sunday, and Monday night. Oh, if we cut the number of games, let's let's cut the Thursday night games. That'll drive up the numbers. Sure it will. That's that's what the morons. Morons. 750. We'll continue in five. KNST. We have so much more more to get to. What uh, Trump said about Flake yesterday. uh, Man, there's just... Oh, there's... The flake stuff is pretty pretty epic. We'll get to that. So much more, including, again, the story about the Republicans trying to bring on uh, uh, cheap labor and the Democrats fighting for American wages. The tables have turned. What is going on? Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792 Sun's most stimulating talk. Yes, yes, yes. 807. How you doing? It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. There are three things that I think you need to know. 
Number one. Uh, the Department of Justice has lifted the gag order. The FBI informant that witnessed the bribery going on between the Russians and the Clintons and the, uh, well, I mean, the, the money being exchanged in yellow envelopes and briefcases. He has video, he has audio, he has emails. He's now allowed to talk to Senate staffers and Senate committees about what went down. Oh, Hillary is going to take a perp walk. I am, you know, we've thought about it for years. This is going to happen. Second thing I think you need to know is that it turns out also that Hillary and uh, her campaign and the DNC violated campaign laws. And now there's been a complaint filed against them. You see, when they took the money, about nine million bucks, nine million bucks to to pay that fusion GPS to come up with that fake dossier was a dossier with fake news, I should say, about Trump. They reported that, that $9 million payment, they, they called it legal fees. When they should have, they were apparently supposed to call it opposition research. And since they lied about it, that's against the law. The reason they lied about it, they didn't want you to know they were going to Russia to get opposition research on Trump. Uh-oh. Third thing that I think you need to know is that, uh, well, the budget just passed, which is a big deal to get tax reform done. But what sucks is that Paul Ryan, and I, will this be taken out? I mean, there's so so many archaic rules, and arcane rules. I, I don't know. But Paul Ryan put in the spending bill uh, a DACA solution, meaning amnesty. Are you kidding me right now? He told people behind closed doors. I'll get you details on that. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, this this is this is what he's doing. Breitbart had the story. House Speaker Paul Ryan uh, planned to slip amnesty for all the DACA people, the illegal aliens, into the spending bill, according to House Republicans. Um, RSC Chairman Mark Walker, he's a congressman from North Carolina. Congressman Walker said he did talk about the fact that. The, the fact that would be good if we could get ahead of that as opposed to being reactionary, meaning a deal for DACA. He, it'd be included in, the, in an end-of-the-year spending deal. That's right. It would be an end-of-the-year spending deal. Another two House Republicans confirmed to the Huffington Post that Paul Ryan mentioned slipping DACA amnesty into the spending deal at the gathering. While this Congressman Walker said Paul Ryan did talk about border security, it was not in the context of making sure a border wall would be part of any spending bill. Uh, Congressman Walker said, I don't think... That anybody has said definitively that the wall has to be part of that, except for all of us and Trump, of course. But anyway, yeah. Immediately, Congressman Ted Yoho, what a name. Republican of Florida, Congressman Raul Labrador, a, another great name, a Congressman Republican from Idaho, slammed Paul Ryan's alleged comments to the Huffington Post about giving a deal for DACA aliens. Yoho said he better not. Labrador mocked Paul Ryan's DACA move, saying that's true leadership, I guess, calling it a big problem. Hmm. So he wants to put into a spending bill before the end of the year. Uh, expose it. It's all you can do is expose it. And and speaking of exposing, and this this is just uh, this is crazy. No, keep on your pants. Other exposing. Sorry. I know we're an HR free zone, but it's a bit much. So speaking of exposing, uh, this is, I mean, I'm just going to tell you. The Clintons are in big freaking trouble. Like Hillary and Holder, 
They're all in. Can you get that Victoria Tensing soundbite real fast, if you don't mind? You know the one that I love so very much. She's the lawyer for that FBI informant. Uh, overnight, this is from Fox News. The Justice Department, Wednesday night, that's last night, so I said overnight, announced that it had lifted a gag order on a former FBI informant involved in a high-profile Russia bribery case, clearing him to speak to Congress about the Obama-era uranium deals and other schemes. It authorized him to speak to the leaders of the Senate Judiciary Committee, House Oversight Committee, House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, and more select staffers. The department said the informant could provide any information or documents he has concerning alleged corruption or bribery involving transactions in the uranium market, including the Russian company Rosatom, subsidiary 10X, Uranium One, and the Clinton Foundation. Now, I know that sounds a little dry. What does that really mean? Listen to uh, his lawyer on Lou Dobbs. Listen. Weigh for us the, uh, the impact of what he does know and what you may have learned from him. Well, I don't want to get in the business of my violating an NDA. No, I wouldn't ask you for client, any specific. So, but I think it's quite, it's quite significant. He can tell what all the Russians were talking about during the time that all these uh, b- bribery payments were made. Bribery payments! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hillary's in big, big trouble. Like, this is the closest it's ever been. I'm just telling you right now. This is not going to end well for her. Well, this happened in the past, Gary. I mean, come on. What is going on here? Let's hear uh, her former spokesman, Brian Fallon. Brian Fallon was Hillary's campaign spokesman. And this guy's a little dweeb. He is He is just, he is a, is, he's a, look, if you're going to be a, a spokesperson for Hillary Clinton, you're a bad human being to begin with. I mean, you are. You are. And, and he's like, he's really bad. And he was so cocky a couple days ago, tweeting all about that this, uh, um, that, that it came out that Hillary and the DNC paid for this, this uh, dossier with the fake news, and they went to Russia for it. Um, as a matter of fact, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you what he tweeted about this stuff. You, you ready for this? <clears throat> if I had gotten his dossier before November 8th, I may have tried to convince Robbie Mook and John Podesta to let me hold a Comey-style press conference to read it. I regret I didn't know about Christopher Steele's hiring pre-election. That's the guy that was hired by the Dems and Fusion GPS to come up with this thing, write the fake dossier, fake news in it. He writes, I w- again, I regret I didn't know about Christopher Steele's hiring pre-election. If I had, I would have volunteered to go to Europe to try to help him. Oh, all cocky a couple days ago. Then goes on CNN. Then goes on CNN and is asked about this, and since it's really hitting the fan right now, because normally they're thinking Clinton's get by with this, nothing's going to happen. Listen to him change his tune. Here we go. Just to be clear, Brian, uh, you have said previously in the last 24 hours, you don't believe Hillary Clinton knew about this either. Is that right? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't haven't know. asked. I okay. haven't spoken if, to her. No. Okay. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Um, shouldn't, shouldn't she know? Shouldn't you, someone so high up in the campaign, be informed of this? Well, I mean, she may have known, but uh, the degree of exactly what she knew is, is, is beyond my knowledge. For instance, like, it could have been that uh, a decision was made to authorize Perkins Cooley to do some kind of commission, some kind of research, but then decisions about, uh, you know, mm-hmm. going out and finding Fusion <laughs> GPS, finding Christopher Steele. I mean, she may or may not have been aware of that little oh, detail. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, she, she may have known about it. I don't know. Oh, that, that changes now, doesn't it? Twitter muscles. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> boy, this is going to happen. This is 
does the greatest. Oh, she, I don't know if she, she may have known about it. I don't, uh, I'm telling you, I talked about it. Then Rush talked about it. Weinstein getting thrown to the wolves, biggest Democratic donor. The Clintons are going to get tossed under the bus too. They're going to, people are going to look to try to save themselves. They are not going to get out of this mess. It's just not going to happen. I'm telling you, it is not going to happen. Where are all those people at that were talking about the right side of history? Let's get on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job. Oh, Good yeah. Job. Oh, yeah. We have a montage coming up, by the way, because there's nothing better than a montage Great. of the media going crazy about Donald Trump Jr. meeting with uh, some Russian chick. Remember when that happened? For 15 minutes, because she said, showed her an email, I have dirt on Hillary. Okay, cool. I want to meet you. Okay, tell me what you got. All I did was meet. Didn't pay any money, nothing like that. And when they realized, when he realized that she was full of it, she was trying to push something that Putin wanted about adoption. They got up and left the meeting. Wait till you hear, if you don't remember, what the media said about that, what they were characterizing it as. And they're, they're quite quiet about uh, Hillary and the DNC paying for this, going to Russia. Who's colluding with who? To come up with fake news about Trump. Hang on. Brian, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, guys. How you doing today? What's happening? So the Clintons don't like to take responsibility for their own actions, you know. So my question is, what do you think is more likely to happen? That this informant is going to get disappeared off the face of the oh, earth sometime no. soon? No. Or, or that uh, Hillary and Bill are just going to roll over on everybody and just basically slam everybody for the last 30 years of shenanigans. You know what? I, get out of jail. Man, man. And first off, this guy's going to remain in secret. Uh, he is. He's going to. Nobody's going to know who he is. He's going to do all this talking to Senate committees in private. So... He's not going to be out in the public doing this stuff, and not going to happen. Um, um, I think he's going to stub his toe, and it's going to get infected, and by some miracle, he's just going to drop dead. No, this is you. You are so warped from the Clintons getting away with this stuff. It's a different no, it's world. Whitewater, brother. It's I know, water, I know, I know. But you know what? It's a different world nowadays. There's a different guy in charge that doesn't give a crap. That's the, and he can't be touched. And it's different now. It's different. Um, I know it's hard to believe we want, and look, I know, we, we've heard this forever, let's see it happen. It's going to happen now. It's, I'm telling you, it's on. There's no hey, way they, 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 they don't call him Slick Willie for nothing, man. I know. Th- thank you, Brian, I appreciate it. I'm telling you, it's on. <laughs> and you want to know why, too? Because the Democrats don't have respect for the Clintons anymore. They want her to shut up. You know them are going out there saying, hey, Hillary, stop talking. Get off your stupid book tour. Shut up. Or You want to know how dumb Hillary is? She gave an interview yesterday. Oh, this was epically stupid with the stuff that she was saying. Epically stupid. Hillary gave an interview, 28, talking about what keeps her worried. Do you think it's, do you think it's, I don't know, this guy going to spill the beans about her foundation getting $145 million and then she was part of the approval process for Russia to buy 20% of our uranium? Our enemy on the planet? Genius. No, no, listen to this. Here we go. You know, we've seen in the last week, we've seen Bob Corker, we've seen Jeff Flake. There are a lot of other people in the Republican Party who feel exactly the same way. And I think when they appear on TV or they're interviewed, they need to be pressed uh, about how they feel and what they think. I mean, there are a lot of things that I worry about. This is actually on my list of what I worry about. The Republican Party is imploding. Pause it! <laughs> That's her word. <laughs> That's your worry. Like, she literally puts her foot in her mouth when she tweeted out last week, we have a sex offender. America elected a sex offender to the White House. People are like, you mean your husband? 
<laughs> I mean, she's just so dumb. Can I take it back one sec? Yeah. Listen to this. Uh, about how they feel. Wait, wait, wait. Where's it at? Right here. When they appear on TV or they're interviewed, they need to be pressed. Yeah, exactly. They need like to be her. pressed. Why don't we should, you're right. She needs to be pressed. Hey, Hillary, what did you know? Did you pay for this? Were you aware of it? She'll run from that. She's only pressed. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Let's continue. It is becoming a far-right captive party hmm. to ideological, yeah, religious, and commercial oh, interests. Yeah. It is at the mercy of its financial backers and a cabal of leaders mm-hmm. who are doing things like shrinking the electorate, hmm. gerrymandering, oh. and Ready? taking every step they can to maintain power on behalf of themselves and those who are like-minded. Like you and your husband? <laughs> like having people whacked, maybe? Like selling 20% of our uranium so you can get $145 million? Where's that Clinton Foundation at? Eh, well, you know, they just closed down. right? Weren't they lost. trying to help out the world? You'd think so. With that money? Apparently, you can't help out the world unless you're in power and you could say, we're helping out the world by padding our bank account. By the way, the, the next twist to this... I think it's time that John McCain is brought before his colleagues and asked, you bragged about getting your hands on that dossier with the fake news that Hillary and the DNC paid for. How'd you get it? Who told you about it? What did you know about it? Were you aware that Hillary paid for this? It's about time John McCain has asked these damn questions. Come on, John, where are you? Where are you, John? 821. We'll get your reaction. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Also, and this is just, this is great too. We'll play for you the montage of the meltdown the media had over Don Jr.'s meeting for 15 minutes with a Russian that said, I have dirt on Hillary and she lied about it. They literally lost their mind. Wait till you hear what the media said at that time in Democrats. I mean, they wanted to hang them compared to what they're saying now about Hillary, which is not much. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. All right, 828. Garrett Lewis with you. Remember, I have an iHeartRadio channel, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis, or if you have the app, Search Garrett Lewis on that. If you want the app for your phone or your tablet, download the iHeartRadio app. It's free, and then search Garrett Lewis. There's uh, Ryan puts every show up. He puts highlights up, interviews, lowlights. They're all lights. We'll have Stephen Moore up here pretty soon. Yep, there you go. It's huge. Um, now, real quick, uh, I Senator McCain, and I tweeted this. Follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis as well. I tweeted, Senator McCain tweets about a lot of things. But still nothing from him about Hillary Clinton paying for the Russian dossier with the fake news. Notice McCain is quiet as a church mouse about that now, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Hang on. Justin, welcome to KNST. Hi. Hey, Garrett. Yeah, you know, a long time ago, I was once told uh, by a pretty wise person, if you're ever wondering what the Democrats are doing in secret and behind closed doors, look at what they are uh, accusing the Republican Party of doing in public. And uh, th- this whole ah. Russia collusion connection, I was, 
I had always been wondering, well, is this really something that's going on on the Republican side or the Democrat side? And then I remembered the Podesta connection yep. and John and John Podesta, the 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 the, the staffer for uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign. Not the staffer. Whoa, whoa, connect- whoa, 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 whoa! The campaign chairman for Hillary. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, just 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 the minor, you know, the minor uh, position of chairman of the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, so you had that connection with the, the with the Russian banks and whatnot, and then. Um, and so then I was like, well, well, what are these other connections that we're that we're possibly looking at with uh, with the, the Russians and and, and the, the the Democrats? And then I I started thinking about this this uh, this this witness, this mysterious witness who who is unidentified currently. And I, I actually am rather concerned for that person's safety because if you look at what happened to uh, uh, to that um, uh, to. That DNC staffer, uh, Seth Conrad. No, Seth Rich. Actually, Seth Rich. Yeah, we, he, we don't know. We don't know. He was shot. It was the. It is the strangest thing of all time, and that's what sucks about it. Yeah. It, you see bodies all over this entire this entire DNC um, site, and then and then let's not forget about the Debbie Wasserman Schultz um, being uh, being out, outed and, and what oh, she was yeah. doing to to keep one of her staffers on on the on the dole for. For some unknown reason, mm-hmm. what 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 the and she and and whose watch did all this happen under? Under whose watch? Who was president during during this entire time? Obama and what and, yeah. and while and let me let me say one more thing. While we're while we are you know and and I'm I'm I'm, I'm very grateful that the FBI and the DOJ have finally said you know what we're going to lift the gag order. Why was it placed there and who put it there to begin okay, with? Okay, let me explain real quick. This guy was a whistleblower. He literally was working. Uh, he wasn't an FBI employee. He saw the bad things that were happening, and he blew the whistle to the FBI. He recorded stuff. He had audio. He was working with the FBI. And the FBI was like, what's going on here? So when this case was built in 2009 and in 2010, FBI had everything. And then by, I think it was 2014 or 2015, uh, he testified, and one Russian guy went to jail. And then when he saw this guy, when he saw what was being said about Russia with Trump uh, during the, uh, the election run-up, he said, I need to talk about this. This isn't true. And that's when, that's when Loretta Lynch at the Department of Justice said, if you say a word about this, we're going to take your liberty. We have his lawyer, Victoria Tenson. We played that sound out of the show a couple days ago. So he didn't want to mess with that. See, apparently he was, he was under, a, it was a gag order. It was, it was a, a non-disclosure agreement, an NDA. And apparently you can't say anything while a case is ongoing. Well, that case ended in 2015. But they well, still, sure. hang on, hang on. But they still said, you will not say anything or you're going to end up in jail. We're going to take away your liberty because they knew that he could spill the beans. So he's been shut up this whole time. Well, now all of a sudden... His lawyers come out, and she was, this Victoria Tensing, his lawyer, was a lawyer, the general counsel for the Senate Intelligence Committee for years, so she knows who the players are. So he went to right. her, and she said, all right, I got a guy that knows all this stuff. So that's how the ball recently got rolling, and now it's happening. Well, I'm sure none of this has anything to do with some weird, coincidental um, meeting on a tarmac out in Sky Harbor Airport. I'm no, sure it has nothing, not. to, yeah, exactly. nothing to do with a, with a meeting a there. Point. They were just talking about their grandkids. I didn't think about that. That is a phenomenal point right there, man. Phenomenal point. Well, we'll see it all come out. And again, I think it's huge also, besides to add to your point again, how John McCain has been silent as hell about this. You know, he's the one that got That's, that. He's, he sent his emissary, the guy running the McCain Institute at ASU, to England to meet this Christopher Steele that was hired by a Fusion GPS to get that dossier, to bring it back, and McCain gave it to Comey because he's too dumb to realize that Comey already had a copy because the FBI was in on it, too. So McCain you, you know, knew all this. You know, with the sanctimonious garbage that we hear both of our current senators stating, 
from from Capitol Hill, from from their their podium there on the Senate floor, with all the sanctimonious preaching that they that we get from them, and we hear absolutely nothing mm-hmm. when it comes to a moral, an absolute moral depraved, morally depraved situation like this. On the opposite side of the aisle, even. Yep. And they won't, and, and we're, they're dead silent. Yep. Disgraceful. Je- Jeff Flake has not said a word on Twitter. He hasn't tweeted anything about this. McCain hasn't. Yeah, that's why we don't fall for this crap anymore. And only the media is caught up. The media, oh, you got to, Trump is just mean in this. And we're sitting here in real America as real Americans going, this is a bunch of crap and we're going to call it out. And we hate the media because they're afraid to call it out because they're all buddy buddy with them. The, the game is over. We've won. Absolutely. That's it. Hey, absolutely. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Great call. Take care. 834. We'll get to the uh, montage with the media said about Don Jr. meeting with a Russian who claimed she had oppo research on Hillary, had dirt on Hillary, and then he didn't pay for it. Wait till you, they wanted him to hang, basically. What are they saying about Hillary? Not even close. Not even the same thing. What do you hear coming up in five? Here's the news. Being informed unleashes a great feeling. Stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes, 842, thank you. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, has lifted the gag order. It was really the non-disclosure agreement. They're letting the FBI inform it that knows all the dirt about Hillary and the Uranium One deal with the Russians and the bribery. He knows all of it. He has video, emails, audio, witnessed it. He has all the dirt. He is now able to speak to different committees from the Senate and Senate staffers, so it's all going to come out. Second thing that I think you need to know is that Hillary, uh, her campaign and the DNC, uh, looks like they broke the law. See, when they took about $9 million, see, Hillary's campaign and the DNC paid a, uh, a her, her general counsel, a lawyer, and he took money, paid a law firm, and they took money and paid Fusion GPS, who then paid this guy Christopher Steele to come up with this junk stuff about Russia and Trump, fake dossier, fake news. They, uh, Hillary and the DNC, put on their FEC forms, Federal Election Committee, they put it as uh, legal fees when it was really opposition research, and that's illegal. They identified it wrong, and the reason they identified it that incorrectly and wrong is that they tried to hide it from people. That's what I think. Uh, so there, they, uh, there was a complaint filed that broke the law. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, this, is, this is just in for a few minutes ago, the budget passes in the House. It passed in the Senate. It is now passed in the House. That means tax reform most likely will happen. It should happen because Trump will sign this budget, and then all you need is 51 votes in the Senate. 51 votes. It's all you need. 51 votes. McCain, you mm, flake, you mm, you better vote for it. Three things I think you need to know. Um, man, there's a lot of stuff going on. All this montage, serious stuff. Montage. How do we? Oh yeah, we do the montage. But I mean, I saw that story about the racist cereal. Maybe we'll do that in the next hour. Holy moly. Uh, we got to do Fusion GPS stuff too. Maybe we'll hold it tomorrow. Maybe wait, wait. We'll hold that to tomorrow. What? Racist cereal? Yes. Fine. Real quick. No. No, 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 no. Okay. Let's give it its time. Okay. Let's do this thing. Here is a montage of the media going crazy about Donald Trump Jr. Do you remember this? Donald Trump Jr. met with that random Russian chick who, by the way, was also in McCain's office. She posted a picture of her and McCain in McCain's office on her Facebook page. Uh, she said, I have dirt, I have dirt on, uh, on Hillary. And he said, all right, let's meet. Didn't pay for anything. 15 minutes. She had nothing. She was pushing something for Putin. He's like, all right, I'm out of here. And that's all that happened. That's all that happened. It's a hell of a lot different than uh, what Hillary did, which was, uh, her and the DNC paid almost nine or over $9 million for opposition research about Trump from Russia. 
Listen to what the media was saying, though, about Don Jr. Here we go. Looking for information, dirt on Hillary Clinton from the Russian government and expecting an agent of the Russian government to be providing it to him and having the meeting showing and again signaling the Trump campaign is open for business. We will accept information no matter how it is obtained legally or illegally. And that is potentially a violation of the Espionage Act. Yes, treason. We're, we're now beyond obstruction of justice in terms of what's being investigated. What? This is moving into perjury, false statements, uh, and even into potentially treason. Uh, given the, treason. that you say this meeting could border on treason, I want to broaden that out. Uh, does that mean that Paul Manafort, Jared Kushner uh, are bordering on treason as well, as, uh, along with Don Jr., and then also uh, that Michael Flynn is bordering on treason and that the president himself is bordering on treason because Whoa. all of them have sought out damaging information when it, uh, about Hillary Clinton from the Russias. Pause it. Uh, so where was, I don't, I've yet to see the soundbite from anybody in the media saying, Man, is what Hillary do? Is what she's doing bordering on treason? Let's continue. Uh, there's outright treason. I mean, there is no question uh, that what he is doing is giving aid and comfort to the enemy. Wow. Junior. Um, what he did was a threat to our democracy and borderline treason. Here's the wow. facts reported in the New York Times article. Come very close, if not crossing the line, with respect to treason. Treason. We, we've got to start being outraged. This is the scariest thing I've seen in my life in, oh, in politics. Now, what's this mean legally in terms of the Constitution and high crimes and misdemeanors? Well, legally, this is a smoking cannon. Smoking uh, first cannon. of all, you've got violations of the federal campaign laws. I think what we're learning uh, with the Trump Jr. meeting is when you meet with any Russians, you're meeting with Russian intelligence and therefore President Putin. The criminal what? activity, the criminal. unconstitutional activity of this president and his family. So I have dubbed them the uh, criminal clan. Thanks, this is... Maxine. Evidence of willingness to commit collusion. He's saying, Pause yes, it. I had the evidence of willingness to commit collusion. Again, this is all about what Don Jr. did, which was a 15 minute meeting with a woman who from Russia. He said, I have dirt on Hillary. I'd like to meet you about it. OK, cool. Let's meet. Hillary literally paid and the DNC paid to have. Russia produce fake news about Trump and then try to hide it. And then and then, yeah, and then falsely uh, disclose it. Or lie about it, calling legal fees instead of opposition research, and then lie about it for a year. That they, Hillary's asked, I didn't, I didn't know I paid for it. I know we didn't pay for that. No, her lawyer, no, we didn't pay for this. New York Times reporters are pissed that her lawyer lied for a year, a year. They said, did you pay for this? No, 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 no. Let's go continue. Forward. He's saying. Yes, I had the intent to collude. I went in and I took the meeting, which by definition is colluding. What? I, 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 he's admitted to the crime. Likely, as many of us that crime? worked on the campaign thought that the Trump campaign may have been colluding with the Russian government. Mm. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think you'd see a piece of evidence that would be as much of a smoking gun as this email. A senior advisor and someone who was in the top uh, tier Debbie. of the Trump campaign colluded through the classic dictionary definition of what that word means miriam <laughs> her <laughs> her yep yep collusion huh really interesting how's your it service debbie yeah exactly how's that guy from the middle east that was brother funneling hundreds of th yeah hundreds of thousands of dollars 
uh, and had secrets and access and you name it. I mean, oh, mm. yeah, huh? Dude, they are. And Hillary said, I'm worried that the Republican Party's imploding. I don't really think it's that. I don't think it's that. You know, I think Justin has it right. I really do. If you want to see what the Dems are up to, see what they're hollering about. Yeah. Accusing other people of doing Exactly. We'll get to that in the next hour also of Mark Halperin, the alleged sex uh, guy. Sex, uh, he was on Morning Joe every morning, and they're all ripping Trump, saying the worst things about him without any evidence to back it up. And Whittier Mika's face handled the fact that five women came out and accused Halperin of sexually harassing them and assaulting them. And now he's been fired. That came out last night. He's already been fired this morning by MSNBC. We'll continue in five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. 907, how you doing? Last hour already. This show has flown by. Three things. And by the way, morning ritual, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the FBI has lifted, well, well, the DOJ actually has lifted the gag order. That was stopping the FBI informant from spilling his beans to members of Congress about Hillary. He witnessed the bribes between Hillary and Russia and the uranium, all that stuff. He's got videotape, audio recordings, emails. They lifted the gag order so he now can sing like a canary and it's going to happen. Second thing that I think you need to know. Looks like Hillary and the DNC may have violated campaign ro- campaign rules, campaign laws. Uh, the money they paid the firm to come up with the fake dossier about Russia with Trump. Well, they, they filed uh, paperwork with the FEC, and they called it legal fees when it should have been called opposition research. That's against the law. They lied. They tried to hide it. So a complaint has been filed by a watchdog group. Uh-oh. Third thing I think you need to know, the House passed the budget that the Senate just passed. So that means it goes to Trump. We get a budget, and tax reform only needs 51 votes. That is huge. We'll find out what happens. Those are three things that I think you need to know. Uh, you like your money, right? I like my money. I want more of my money. Um, I think I do better with my money. I'd rather me take the chance of my money. Companies, I think, would take the money and reinvest. We'll see. The Trump tax plan, it's, uh, it's what everyone's talking about. They need to get this done. And one of the guys that was helping Trump was on his economic team and, and helped uh, craft this idea of tax reform, Stephen Moore. And I've watched him for a very long time, and I'm so excited that he's on the show. Stephen, thank you for the time this morning. How are you doing? Hi, good morning. Great to be with you. How are things in Arizona? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's hot, 90, going to be 90 today. But that, that's cool. It's all right. There's no humidity. It's a dry heat. <laughs> it's not dry heat. Well, it's freezing here in D.C. We finally first have our first cold uh, cold uh, day. But you you are exactly right. By the way, I love hold that thought about you know the Republicans absolutely have to get this tax cut done. It's it's uh, like an existential moment for the Republicans if they don't get this done. I think they're going to get wiped out. And uh, one of the reasons I was so eager to talk to you is because you're in Arizona. We have two uh, Republican senators who don't like Donald Trump very much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, That's why I uh, wanted to tap you. We, we got rid we of. We got to get at yeah. least one of them, and hopefully oh. both of them, to vote for this tax cut because you know there's only 52 Republicans in the Senate, and uh, if we lose. Those two, and if we lose uh, uh, Senator Corker from Tennessee, who doesn't like Trump very much either, you know, we're not going to get the, the biggest tax cut since Reagan. And, and this, look, I'll, I'm here to tell you this morning, we get this tax cut done, and the economy, which is now growing at 3%, up from 1.5% under Obama, so we've already doubled the pace of growth. I believe we can get the 35 to 4% growth. And my goodness, I mean, you're going to see a lot more jobs. You're going to see wage increases. It's going to be good for workers. We're going to start to bring our deficit down because when more people are working and less people are welfare it's the best way to bring down the debt so we got to get this thing passed and i am worried about arizona 
You know, we got rid of Flake, which is awesome. He said, he's, I wish the man would quit. I wish he'd have honor. He said, you know, I can't represent uh, Arizona now. Quit now, but he won't quit. Uh, John McCain has a track record of voting against tax cuts because he used the Democratic line of there for the wealthy. He voted against the Bush tax cuts. All this stuff. Uh, I mean, wh- what are you hearing? You're in D.C. You're closer than we are, obviously. Are you hearing that uh, that he's going to be able to get, I mean, these guys on board, or is it still up in the air? Well, first of all, about John McCain, I've known John McCain for 25 years. I consider him a friend. I think he's one of the greatest, obviously, American heroes of our of our time. So uh, I, I have so much admiration for the man. But I think he's just been, you know, he's been, a, he and I have disagreements. And I think, you know, he always says, like, I'm a supply sider. I'm a Reagan, you know, Kennedy supply sider. I want, you know, to grow the economy. Uh, but I think, you know, for John McCain at this point, I think it's personal. You know, he just really, you know, Trump took some shots at him that were, you know, preposterous. And ridiculous and unfounded, and and I think uh, you know McCain has never uh, really forgiven him for that. <clears throat> but I think in the end of the day, I think John McCain, I, I think he'll be there. He voted for the budget, uh, which enabled this tax cut to happen. And this line that this is a tax cut for the rich. I mean, I, I you know I'm now I used to, I was for five and a half six years I was with Fox News, and I just made the I'm now with Fox, uh, fake news. <laughs> I'm with CNN now, and you know every night <laughs> I'm on there. Oh, it's tax cuts for rich people. Blah, blah. I'm like, look, it's a tax cut for the rich. It's a tax cut for the upper middle class. It's a tax cut for the middle class. If you're paying taxes out there, you're going to get a tax cut under this plan. And the main effect of this is going to be to grow the economy. And the people who are going to benefit the most are people who are in the middle class who haven't had a pay raise in 15 years because of our dim-witted economic policies in Washington, which we're now in the midst of reversing. And uh, so I don't buy that for one minute that this is a tax cut for the rich. Really you know, quick. I, really, really, hang, know, hang, 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 yeah, I have a quick uh, question. Smith, do you know Fred Smith, the CEO of, of uh, FedEx? Do you yes, know who he yes, is? yes, yes, yes. He, I had dinner with him a couple of weeks ago, and he said something was so fantastic. It's like, Steve, I'm I'm a billionaire. I already, you know, I I've built a great company, one of the greatest companies in America, hundred thousand employees. He said this tax cut isn't for me. He said if you do this tax cut, we're going to purchase hundreds of new planes, thousands of new trucks, hire many more workers. I mean, that's one company. I mean, think about the impact that this is not for the rich. It's for making the American economy better for our children, for the people who are struggling to find a good job. That's what this is all about. Well, uh, first off, is it okay? Is it in your contract with CNN to be able to publicly call them fake news? That's what I want to know after you, <laughs> you said that. <laughs> well, just, like, this is all off the record, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look, I, I, my, I have a lot of friends at CNN. They've been good to me. But, my God, they just don't understand economics. No, you no. know, they, they, and, and they have this, you know, it's an anti-Trump network. I mean, no matter what Trump does, it's always the wrong thing. And if you notice, by the way, uh, folks, that uh, nobody uh, in, the, in the mainstream media is talking about the economy or the stock market anymore because it's Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, this economy is is surging right now. Get this! I, I say it again. We get this tax cut done, we're going to see rates of growth we haven't seen in twenty years. Wow. Well, I want to get into details on that, but I, I have one thing I want to talk to you about. And we, we're talking with Stephen Moore now on KNST AM seven ninety. Brilliant economist was on the Trump economic team and uh, worked with him on uh, forming this tax plan. Yep. Um, now I was talking to my father in law, and he's like, you know, I get so mad. When I see Schumer and the rest of these people out there saying this is only for the rich, blah, 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 blah. He said, I don't understand why there isn't a Republican or anybody that stands up there and says, really, this is for the this is just for the rich. Joe Kennedy set up a trust that that protects the the Kennedy fortune from ever getting touched and having to pay any taxes. And it's it's a billion dollars that was set up. That's legal. Nobody ever brings that up to throw it in the face of, of, of the other side. 
You know, it's so funny you should mention that because um, I'm writing a piece right now along those very lines that, you know, you mentioned the Kennedy Trust. I mean, the Kennedy family will never pay the, the tax, which the liberals say how much they love. They, 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 that most of that money will never be taxed. And it's very um, timely that you mentioned this because did you notice what happened last week? It didn't get nearly enough attention. George Soros, the, the biggest liberal in America, if he funds the left, he just put $18 billion. Let me say that again, 18 billion with a B, $18 billion into a similar family trust, uh, a quote, family foundation, unquote, which, by the way, is going to hire all his family members and all his pals and stuff, and they're going to make you know, six or seven figures uh, you know, dispensing this money. And that money was never taxed. Mm. $18 billion never taxed. Not only was that money, most of it is you know, stocks that have appreciated in value that he's putting in this uh, foundation that will be never taxed. But also, he gets an $18 billion write-off on his other income. It's the biggest scam in America. we got to shut that down. Why doesn't any Republican, you've been there for so long, why doesn't anybody bring that up to call it the hypocrisy the left? They are hypocrites. And by the way, it's $18 billion um, from uh, that, uh, that um, uh, Soros has put in. Then you've got another roughly... Ten billion that Buffett has put in the Gates Foundation, which is also going to be used for mostly left-wing causes. Then uh, Bill Gates has put, you know, five, six, eight billion dollars into this. There's three people, twenty-five, thirty billion dollars that's never been taxed. And what's scary is now Mark Zuckerberg, who very soon could be the richest person on the planet, he's talking about creating another one of these family foundations, maybe twenty billion dollars. These are these rich liberals will never pay a penny of tax. It's unbelievable. Mm, I want to be one of them. This is unfair. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, and then, they, and then they run around Warren Buffett says, the rich are not paying their fair share. I'm like, Warren, you're the one who's <laughs> created these. He's taking advantage of all these loopholes. Come oh. on. What a hypocrite. Oh, man. Uh, Stephen Moore's on KNST AM 790. Uh, brilliant economist. Uh, so, what was it like? Because people, you know, listen, I like Trump. I'm a huge fan of Trump. I, I dig that he's not PC. He says everything that we've been saying for a very long time. Uh, but, you know, you get you watch uh, Morning Joe, and now they, they fired the sex predator this morning, Mark Halperin. Um, they, what, they, they did what? They, oh, Mark Halperin, uh, got, uh, he admitted that uh, he propositioned women. He was accused by five different women of uh, pushing his junk on them and grabbing their breasts and stuff like that. Uh, so MSNBC, about an hour and a half ago, an hour ago, uh, said they are going to suspend him and probably fire him. He's no longer going to be on their airwaves. Um, so that, I've never that, heard that. Oh yeah. So they, they have no. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I've never watched. And I probably in six or seven years, I've never watched that vile show. I can't it's even awful. turn it on. I'm it's surprised awful. that you even watch that awful show. I think he is such a. I can't stand those two. Oh, they're, they're the worst. Them. Listen, listen. I, I put it on for just a little bit of a time until my blood pressure starts going up. Mike, it's just not healthy. <laughs> okay, right. But I have right. to see it. So they, they will say the worst things about Trump. He's a moron. He's a bore. He's this. He's this. What was it like to work with him? We'd love to get the inside scoop. What was it like to work with him yeah. to craft this economic message and tax reform? So I can tell you this. You know, that's a great question, and I love telling the story. You know, so it was about, let's see, it was about a, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, that I first met Donald Trump. There were, um, you know, 15 Republicans or something like that, remember, running oh, for yeah. president in January of last year. And I knew 14 of the 15, and the only one I had never met was Donald Trump. And my friend Corey Lewandowski called me and said, would you like to meet, uh, you know, Mr. Trump? And I said, absolutely, because I, I, you know, I had thought he was kind of a joke when he first started running because I didn't know anything about him except what I'd seen on TV on The Apprentice. And, uh, you know, I didn't have a positive impression of him. I really didn't. I thought I would not like him at all. I thought he'd just be kind of a jerk. Well, I go into this meeting with him. We spend about an hour together. I was in love. 
I, mean, I was really? love Einstein. This guy is so amazing. He's so charming. He's so he is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I mean, I've never met a politician who's a jerk in public and a sweetheart in private. Most of the politicians are the opposite. And he has the right model. Uh, he is uh, he is charming. He is gracious. He is attentive. Um, I mean, I just really fell in love with the guy. I thought, wow. And, and also, you know, I, I, could, I could see the way the people related to him. He has a way of speaking out to the, to the middle class, the working class of America, that the, the, the liberal elites don't care about working class Americans. They don't give a damn about these people. They, they view them as pawns. They don't care if they put coal miners out of work and steel workers out of work. They, they don't care about these people. And Trump does, and he related to them. And I, I have to, I don't look, there's a lot of things I don't agree with Donald Trump, and sometimes I just pull my hair out. But he is an amazing guy, and what he has done for the economy already has been amazing. So uh, if you ever get a chance to meet Donald Trump, he's, he's an amazing man. You know what? If, if you could set that up, I'll buy a dinner somewhere. It could be a nice steak. <laughs> well, but, you know. No, because you'd love him. I mean, and he's. He, he's He's just, and he's interesting. He's fun to be around. I remember after our meetings, you know, I'm just nobody. You know, we have a 45-minute meeting, and then he, said, I, I, he asked me to go into the conference room because I had to do a conference call after we're done. And he actually came in, you know, after the meeting. He said, are you all set up here? And that kind of, I mean, he's just, a, and I could also tell another thing about him. You know what really impressed me was all the people worked around him and for him, you know, his, his assistants, his secretaries, his president. They love him. He teaches, he treats people so well well what was it like though also and i love those stories what was it like when it came to talking economics um he when it came it. tax he reform got it instantly so that's the other thing you know and now, now is he an expert on economics no but he gets the big picture and we would you know, two things that always struck out i mean you know that i that i remember when we'd meet all the time he'd say you know we'd, we'd explain the, the tax stuff and he instantly got it and you know, we explain why you got to bring the corporate tax rate down, that we're at 40% and the rest of the world's at 20, and that doesn't work. It's, it's leading to jobs leaving the United States. It's so easy to understand. I mean, he got it instantly. I don't understand why Chuck Schumer and, you know, Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi and, and these people don't get that. But um, the other, he'd always say two things. Number one, he always said, I, I want to cut that corporate tax. He said, I want to make sure that every small businessman and woman in America gets a tax cut, too. Every time he said, make sure you get the tax, cut the 15% rate for the small businesses. So I thought that was interesting. And, and, and he's right about because small businesses are the backbone of our economy. And the other thing you know, I said is, I don't want this to be a tax cut for rich people like me. I want it to be really aimed at the middle class. He said, okay, Donald, you know, we're going to take away the deductions for rich people, but we're going to lower your rate. And he said, okay, I can, I, I can accept that. So he really is, he is focused like a laser beam on the people in States like Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, the Rust Belt states that have been left behind. And there are a lot of people in Arizona and pockets of poverty there and and places uh, in the southeast. He is really trying to help the forgotten man. And I want to say this again. Liberals are such hypocrites. They do not care about these people. They care about their left-wing agenda, their environmental agenda, all this stuff, but they don't care about working-class people. No, no, they really don't. Stephen Moore is on KNST AIM 790, brilliant economist, work with the uh, Trump economic team and on the tax reform plan. Um, now, I, one thing I don't like, and maybe you can help me understand it, is, is when I hear politicians say the tax cuts have to be paid for. And to me, it's like, all right, if you're going to cut the rates, they're going to bring in less money. They want to then find that extra money and add it somewhere else or cut something else. Wouldn't the tax cut, wouldn't the tax cut just pay for itself by generating more revenue and more GDP growth and more jobs and wages? 
Well, in a large part, you're exactly right. You get an A in economics today because, you know, that's something that is so important. That If you get this economy, let me give you an example. Under Obama last year, I said this before, but I'll say it again, the economy was going at 1.5%. 1.5%, that's barely staying out of recession, right? Yeah. Uh, and then in six months, Trump got, just through his deregulation, his pro-business policies, got the rate of, the, of growth up from 1.5% to 3 If we can stay at 3 or even grow at 3.5%, we're going to get an extra $3 trillion of revenues over the next decade. So that's everything. I mean, no tax increase imaginable would raise $3 trillion, right? So let's get the economy moving through this tax cut. And, you know, yeah, let's do some spending cuts. We've got to get spending under control yes. for sure. I like his penny plan. Just cut a penny out of every agency every year for five years, and you'll balance the budget, for goodness sake. Uh, and, and if you do those two things, grow the economy through pro-growth tax cuts and get some spending discipline, we're going to have a balanced budget in 10 years. What, what's the deal with the 401ks? Why, why do the Republicans, why are they so stupid that they want to go after what you know middle America relies on? I rely on it, my 401k. Why do they want to limit the amount that I can put in there? So I'm going to give you uh, a flashing uh, uh, you know, news alert right now. That, that your 401k plan is not going to go away. I'm going to say that again because the, fault, the fake news is out there saying, oh, Trump's going to take away your 401k. That is absolutely false. They may trim by very little amount the amount of money you can put into a 401k in order to pay for the lower tax rates, so you're still going to come out way ahead. But this idea, I was on CNN last night. They said, oh, Trump wants to cut 90% of your 401k. I guarantee you that is not going to happen. You don't have to worry about that. That's just the left hyperventilating they're they're trying to invent stories here yeah no, but, but, but i guess here's the thing is that you know there's already a cap on what i can put in there that will help me save for retirement and grow with the economy as the market grows why do they want to limit how much i can save for retirement in that and when i look at it and go why don't you cut your your awful spending out there for these programs that are just dumb as hell amen I don't have a response to okay. that. You're exactly right. Why don't they do that? Because, you know, and that's the other thing. You know, the, the stock market has gone up by, you know, 25% since Trump has been in office. Amazing, uh, since he was elected. And, uh, and we've seen $5.5 trillion of increased wealth. And uh, that's in the stock market. Every, every night I'm on and I talk about how well the stock market, oh, that's only the rich people. I'm like, are you kidding? Where do you think that 401k money yep. is put? Where do you think IRA money is put? Where do you think pension money is put? It's all put in the stock market. When the stock market does better, everyone, all 300 million Americans, uh, have a, you know, a more of a better saving, better retirement, all of those things. And they act as if the only people who own stocks are rich people. How long do you think it takes uh, for people? Because I've seen the, the studies. You can correct me. I've seen you know the average American is going to get $4,000 back in their paycheck. Is that going to take a couple of years to make happen if they get this done by Christmas? I think it'll take uh, you know about three or four years. I mean, look, the, the effects I think will be felt pretty instantly. I think businesses are going to start investing right away. Uh, but you know these things compound over time. So I think you know. You'll, by the way, the first effect will be because we're doubling the standard deduction. Uh, you know, people like you and me in the middle class, we're going to get twenty five hundred dollars less taxes right right from the get go. You know, so our after tax income is going to go up by about twenty five hundred dollars. If you're making fifty thousand dollars a year, that's a nice. Uh, increase in your uh, take-home pay, uh, but then what, what Trump is talking about is the additional, 
economic benefit in terms of higher wages and salaries from the increased growth, that's going to take you know three or four years, and it's going to compound over time. Is it going to be close to what Reagan had? With you know, when Reagan got in office, it wasn't the tax plan '86. Before that, when all of a sudden the growth jumped to over eight percent GDP, do you do you see anything like that happening uh, in 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 this year, in or at least in in the Trump era? You know, it could. It could. I mean, I do. I don't know if we could get those eight percent growth. You're right. By the way, we did have we had one quarter. I think we had eight and a half percent growth under Reagan. It was unbelievable. I remember it because I was working for the Gipper back then. Um, Granted, I was a pup. So I was like gonna, six, so it's all right. I don't think I don't think we're going to get eight and a half percent growth, but I think we could get. You know, I remember when I used to talk to Trump about this. You know, I'd say, "Sir, if we get your plan through, I think we can get you know three and a half percent growth, which would be you know much better than we had under Obama." And he'd always pick, put up his hand up with five fingers up, say, "Steve, I want five percent growth." So <laughs> I, I think we could get a few quarters of five percent growth. That's something we never saw under Barack Obama. Uh, he never had a one single year when no. we had three percent growth. No. Did you know that? Oh yeah, thirty-two straight quarters. It was ridiculous. Um, yep. and, and Stephen Moore is on KNST AM seven ninety, and I really appreciate the time this morning. Do you think? Uh, that Trump's right, that we're actually going to get some Democrats, Democrats that are in danger of losing their jobs in the Senate, uh, to vote for this? I don't think that these senators, like Heidi Heitkamp of, um, of uh, North Dakota or uh, John Tester of Montana or uh, the, the senator from West Virginia, Manchin, I, I think in the end of the day they might vote for the tax cut. The problem is they will not provide us that 50th vote. So if we're stuck at 49 you know, none of those Democrats are going to get us over the hump. And it, it, they'll only vote for it if it's a free vote. That's why we need John McCain and Jeff Flake. And look, I, John McCain and Jeff Flake, I've known them, as, again, for I helped elect Jeff Flake to his first run in office when I started the Club for Growth. He was one of our first candidates. <coughs> Jeff Flake is a supply-sider. I don't always agree with Jeff on his policy, and I, and I think it is probably time for him to go. But you know, he does believe, and he pledged himself to cutting taxes as one of his primary goals. So if he were to vote against it, I don't think he will. I think he'll be there for the tax cut. I hope so. I really hope so. You think it happens? Yeah, I think we get it done by Christmas. They've got to. But we need people. I mean, this is such an important show, your show, because we've got to keep telling Jeff Flake and John McCain, for the good of Arizona, for the good of the country, for the good of the middle class, get this tax cut done so we get what a great christmas present that would be wouldn't it yeah it would. we have the biggest tax cut since reagan yeah it'd be, it'd be even for a jewish guy like me it'd be a hell of a christmas present i'll tell you that <laughs> uh, there you go <laughs> Stephen, man this this has been awesome having you on the show i've okay, watched well, it for years a hanukkah president too, present too there okay. you go it's my wife my wife's a gentile it's okay so she'll she'll be happy with that uh listen man dude it was so good having you on the show i'd love to get you on again because i think you're so smart i learned so much from you i really appreciate the time this morning let's do it again soon you take got care. it you do take care that's uh Stephen moore uh brilliant economist right here on knst am 790 think you need to know right now number one is the fbi has taken the shackles off that fbi informant they lift the gag or well, the doj i'm sorry lift the gag order off of the uh the fbi informant who saw everything the bribery going between russians and hillary about uranium he has on videotape he has recordings emails witnessed it and now he is going to be able to speak to different senate committees maybe this will get the clintons a perp walk i know Second thing I think you need to know is that Hillary, uh, her campaign, the DNC, complaint filed against them. They violated the law, it looks like. They paid about $9 bucks to have uh, this, this fake dossier written by this former MI5 spy based in Russia about Trump. But they didn't call it on an FEC filing opposition research. They called it legal fees. That's illegal. Another thing they did that was wrong. Third thing I think you need to know, the House just passed the budget. 
That means it goes to Trump. He could sign it. And that means all they need is 51 votes in the Senate for tax reform. It's getting closer. Thank goodness. Give me my money back. Give small businesses their money back so they can hire more people, buy more things. That's what happens. Three things I think you need to know. Now, real quick, i got to play some sound bites before we get out of here. And there's so much on the prep that I haven't even done. Four pages today. Four friggin' pages. Can we sleep in tomorrow? No. Oh. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, hopefully I want you, I know, right? Well, I want you to hear number 30. Uh, let Donald Trump uh, reacting to Jeff Flake and his comments that he did. Jeff Flake, what a pathetic little weenie. Again, by the way, no, it is true. He's a pathetic little weenie. And there's nothing from Flake or McCain, or McCain at all, no outrage from them that Hillary and her campaign and the DNC paid to have this BS dossier about Trump, this Russia, they went to Russia to have fake news produced about Trump. Nothing from those two brainiacs. All right, here we go. Here's Trump. He was against me from before he ever knew me. He wrote a book about me before I ever met him, before I ever heard his name. Uh, his poll numbers in Arizona are so low that he couldn't win. And I don't blame him for leaving. I think he did the right thing for himself. But if you know, long before he ever knew me, during the campaign, even before the campaign, I mean, he came out with his horrible book. <laughs> and I said, who is this guy? In fact, I remembered the first time I saw him on television, I had not really been, nobody knew me in terms of politics. But the first time I saw him on television, I said, I assume he's a Democrat. Is he a Democrat? They said, he's a Republican. I said, that's impossible. So look, his poll numbers are terrible. Yep. He's done terribly for the great people of Arizona, a state that likes Donald Trump very much, as you even you will admit. Yep. And he would have never won. In fact, even in the primary, he's way down in the primary. Yep. So he did the smart thing for himself. This way he can get out somewhat gracefully. But By the way, this whole time, and that's, he then said he'd vote for the tax. So he thinks Lake will vote for the tax cuts. Matter of fact, play, play 32. Play 30, forget the tax. Play 32. Here we go. I mean, I'm very high in Arizona. I love the people. They like me. They like security at the border. You know, all of the things. But I think I'm probably helped greatly in Arizona by what happened with Senator Flake. I love it. One thing he never mentioned, Kelly Ward. Uh, which leads me to believe that I think that there'll be other Republicans that jump in there. It could be a plan B. I'm just thinking that there are other Republicans. I'm just telling you. It's just my gut. Yeah. Uh, so we have that, which is nice. Now, let's go to a guy named Thor Halverson. Who? Okay. So Hillary and the DNC, Hillary denied for a year, as did her lawyer to the New York Times, that they paid for that BS fake dossier uh, that came uh, from, uh, again, the FBI even was paying for it, but $9 million bucks. Hillary and the DNC paid Fusion GPS. They call themselves like a strategic intelligence like uh, opposition group, opposition gathering, right? Oppo Research, strategic opposition research group. Um, Hillary denied paying for it. Her lawyer denied paying for it. Turns out they paid for it. So they lied. Did that for a year. For a year. Right? Uh, and again, the it's about one of the main things in this dossier, I think it was like 35 pages, was apparently that they actually claimed that Putin wanted Trump to win because Trump hated Obama so much that he paid two Russian hookers to pee on a bed at a Four Seasons resort in Moscow where Obama slept and he watched. And Putin claimed that he had videotaped this and told Trump, you better win, and you'll do what I want, or I'm going to release this, which is the dumbest thing. And the, by the way, when this first came out, Trump gave the greatest response. He said, is this serious? And he was up there in front of the press. He says, you guys do realize that I'm a germaphobe. I mean, he, he's not going to be near a bed where anybody's urinating. It's just not going to happen. So, it's, it's a bunch of garbage. 
They've done this in the past. This guy, Thor Halverson, blew a whistle. He's 25. He blew the whistle on a corrupt regime in Venezuela. Uh, and he got smeared by Fusion GPS. Listen to this. Here we go. Well, what is, uh, what is interesting is the fact that they admitted paying for it. Yeah, and GPS. ask yourself why it is they admitted paying for it. They admitted this because the bank records of Fusion GPS have been subpoenaed. And this would seem to be some way of blocking that subpoena or saying we don't need it anymore. The fact is that Fusion GPS has worked for so many criminal entities oh. and also has paid off journalists. Oh. And that's why they're trying to stop those bank records from being exposed. Ah. And they're claiming privilege and all sorts of things. Yes. Do you get that? That uh, they were they took the fit. They were brought before the head of Fusion GPS was brought before a Senate committee or a House committee, one of the committees in Congress. And they said, tell us this. And they, they pleaded the fifth the entire time. I don't want to criminate myself. So then I go, all right, we'll subpoena your bank records. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We got paid by the Hillary campaign and the DNC. You don't have to look at everything else because all the skeletons are going to come out of the closet about who they did work for. And they paid journalists to write fake stories about their clients to either smear people or help them. There's more. Listen to uh, how they tried to ruin this Thor Halverson guy. Let's play 26. 26. Here's the next part. Here we go. Well, I, I was involved in whistleblowing a corruption case in Venezuela. The case involves a, a group of businessmen, Alejandro Betancourt, Pedro Trabo, Francisco Convent, and Francisco D'Agostino, Venezuelans who uh, started a company called Derwick Associates. Derwick. This company received $3 billion in contracts from the Venezuelan government wow. to build faulty power plants. They basically pocketed $2 billion, stole $2 billion plus okay. um, from the government of Venezuela when they got caught. Um, they figure, what do we do? Well, let's destroy the whistleblowers. Let's destroy those people Him. that are speaking about us. So they hired Fusion GPS, mm -hmm. and Fusion GPS then created a fake dossier filled with, inf with false information, and then they shopped that dossier around to, d to attack me and to a similar dossiers wow. to other people who'd done the same thing. And then they shopped it around. They took it to the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal did nothing with mm -hmm. it. Eventually, they paid an, an out-of-work journalist by the name of Ken Silverstein in Washington um, to publish um, some of these allegations. And Steve, the allegations were so outrageous yeah. that defense is, is very difficult when people accuse sure. you of being an embezzler, a heroin addict, a pedophile. And they've done this sort of thing before. They get paid to destroy people. And, and wow. they, they do so on behalf of criminals. Mm -hmm. And Hillary and the DNC paid them $9 million to do this about Trump. One more. Listen, and you'll hear Steve Ducey on Fox lead the question, and here we go. Does it look like, because they created a fake dossier about you, <laughs> they probably know how to do one about Donald Trump? Uh, they, they, there's a... There's a list of people they've done this to. Yeah. They've done this to Bill Browder, the human rights campaigner in Russia, uh, rather, about so Russia. So this is just in, nothing in, new. In this is how they operate. No, this is this is how they make their money. You see, Ooh. you can you can you can take a career in journalism, which was what they did, and then sell it to the highest bidder with, for credibility. They engage in the in the payoffs. They engage in payoffs to journalists. Right. Um, I, I payoffs. don't know the exact. Uh, I can't I can't discuss the exact content of the sure. Steele dossier. But let's just say it's definitely in my mind okay. uh, part of a pattern, uh, a pattern of smear artists, All because right. that's what Fusion GPS is. Um, right. And my hope is that they, they the committees continue doing their work well, subpoena their bank records and go after them and this is why we need to ask john mccain who got his hands on the dossier what did you know when did you know it did you know anybody at fusion gps you sent an emissary over overseas to go get this document and give it to the fbi who told you about it did you know hillary paid for it john needs to talk 952 we'll have more i'll put that video up on my page by the way knst.com of thor uh and then even better um 
We'll talk uh, in just, uh, just a couple minutes. Real quick, an MSNBC analyst who hates Trump just got fired this morning for allegedly uh, sexually assaulting five chicks. You got to hear the details coming up on KNST. 